Hi, this is Michelle Fife, creator of Copra, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Wow, you paused a little bit to see if he was going to jump in. I don't, I don't mess with the boo. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least not in the parts that the people listening at home can hear. That's correct. Yes. The patrons are going to be all about it. They're going to see what a nasty person you are. First oh, my knowledge. God. What? Wow. Why are you so sensitive? Person. Why are you so sensitive? Uh, hey. It's going to be one of them, Dap. Struggle is real. He's all fired up this week. I'm giddy. Read all the comics. High off that I still have your effervescence that. around here. I can still smell you. Yeah. Me? Both of I you. took a I took a shower. I'm talking about the good parts. Yeah. The taint. Parts you can't reach. Taint smell. Taint the heat. Uh, that was awesome. It was humidity. So it was a lot. It of was so. But we're yeah, going to we talk about it. We are going to talk about it a little bit in depth. Just a little bit. When yeah. when they can hear bit. it. Because right now, I don't know what they're going to be listening to. I haven't Man picked it yet. Man of oh. War? No. That'd be the damn day. Man Cinderella? Well, that's... Striper? No. <laughs> Honestly? Uh... Nelson. Winger! Nelson. Nelson, that's awesome. <laughs> Keep throwing shit against the wall. Something will stick sooner or later. Color me bad. And we're all we're all sticky here because <laughs> it is another episode of your favorite podcast, Eleven O'clock Comics, episode four ninety one. And I am Vince B. You are Vince B. Only one episode this week, folks, because Saturday was Saturday. But um, I'm David A. Price. Well, it doesn't have to be one episode this week. I'm saying this was like we didn't we didn't we didn't give them 491 early this week because we're not at that tier yet. Even right. though they got some goodies, the patrons got some goodies from over the weekend. But uh, three three hours worth of goodies, didn't they? About, about two hours. Yeah. Two hours still. That's a long time. It is a long time because y'all were at my house because I'm the Ink Master, Chris Nunez. Wow, love Chris Nunez. I like him. But you're not. You are. You are not he. You are Jason Wood. And I tell you, all of your tats are better than ninety nine point nine percent of the shit I see coming out of the Ink Master stuff. For now, real. Now that's an interesting statement because that's a false statement. There are a lot of bad tattoos on Ink Master, but there are some yes. phenomenal ones too. Oh yes, sure. It's just the subject matter. I you will know, tell you, you that that. As you guys know, we all watch it. I thought this season has been whack. And also, a little bit because it's coming off of what I thought was one of the best seasons when all those girls were kicking ass and taking names. And um, right. But I have to say that this week's episode was strong. I, I, I Now that we're past the formulaic, someone gets voted out and somebody else gets put in. They yeah. did some pretty cool stuff this week in terms of teamwork, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, so so I, if I'm I'm hopeful that the second half of the season is going to represent. Yeah, I think cool. that now is the point where where it, it's just like Top Chef for the other shows where you know once you get past everybody who's well, once they kind of finish the the gimmicks now this is now you really have to be you you have to mess something up that 
just can't be overlooked. Everybody is at such a level now where the smallest little flaw will get them. But normally it would, any other week, it would be a fantastic tattoo. Someone would love to have it. But when you're going up against seven other people uh, or shops, then yeah. um, then then it's it's they have to Chris and Oliver really have to scrutinize over over what's going to send send a shop home. So um, yep. I have to finish this week's episode, but I, I I dug the challenge because I feel for anybody who is not is 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 getting tattooed in four different places on their body at the same time. Crazy, right? And big yeah. pieces. Yes. So uh, and shout out to my co-host Oliver Peck, who had. <laughs> A heart attack, but is uh, is doing well now. Yes, cool. And there's one shop that you'll never send home, never, ever, never, ever send them home because they are the best, and they are called Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They are the shop for you if you're looking for inexpensive comic books. If you want to bring home a whole big old stack of comics, there's the only place to go, because they will give you discounts such as. From DC, the Batman and Shadow Murder Geniuses hardcover, twenty four ninety nine cover price. This is the uh, Riley Rossmo, Steve Orlando, Scott Snyder joint, twenty four ninety nine cover price. What do you think you're going to bring it home for? Twelve fifty. Mm. Twelve dollars and forty nine cents. You said it mm. right on the mark. From uh, Boom, it's the. Uh, conceptual trilogy from james tinian the fourth and eric donovan this time around it's called eugenic it's a three issue mini series a 5.99 cover price you are very smart and you are going to pay two dollars and 99 cents that's 50 percent off and bringing up the rear hello it's from scout hi it's from scout comics this is the unfortunately titled Infernoct. It is a uh, H.P. Lovecraft-inspired series written by Mina Elwell and uh, art by Eli Powell. I liked what I saw, so I threw it on my list. And uh, hopefully you will like it as well. If you, you're looking f- you know, for some sample art, just fire up the Google. Scout Comics, Infernoct, I-N-F-E-R-N-O-C-T, and uh, tell me what you, what you see. Because it worked for me, that's why I'm buying it. Three ninety nine cover price, your price two dollars and nineteen cents. That's forty five percent off. Yeah, yeah. DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or order editions because I've been doing it all the time the past couple of uh, previews. And uh, you get your books all shipped up, nice and secure, and delivered right to your damn door. Ding dong. Who's that? Oh, it's my comics. Oh my god. DCBService.com. Did y'all put your orders in? Dude, yeah, like three days after the previews, I got it. Oh, I got the reminder that I had, had forgotten. I got the reminder, too. Oh, I, w- I never get the reminder. I never let it go yeah. that way, that long. No, uh, mine will be in by tomorrow night. What if you don't get the reminder? Then you what miss. If something, what if something happens and you don't get the reminder and then you don't get any comics? I mean, I know you could probably finagle your way to get whatever you wanted because, you know, we're big stars but what i'm what i'm <laughs> what i'm uh, saying is why would you take the damn chance with your books i ain't having it no way you can't have that you can't oh. have that you know what i can't have though 
What? Some IPAs. Alcohol. Yeah. Oh. Kind of IPAs. Uh, none of the ones that you so graciously provided at your house this weekend. Did you enjoy them? Of course I did. Yeah. Because there's now I have a bunch, because you didn't drink enough, and now there's a bunch sitting in my house, which ain't going to be drank. <laughs> well, I'll just have to come up this weekend again. Nice. You're more than welcome to. Um, I am drinking, I'm, I'm doing a triumvirate of IPAs. I got the Lagunitas IPA. Love it. That I actually like. I got some Voodoo Ranger IPA. Never had it. From uh, New Belgium. And I have... Oh, okay. I'm not doing all IPAs. This is a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Love it. No, that's, that's not an IPA. That is not an IPA. Nice. So I'm drinking three different kinds of uh, alcohol. Sweet. You mean alcohol content. Yeah. I just don't want to I get mean, chided. It's all beer. I just, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's all bread. Right. I just don't want to get chided for not bringing any uh, adult drinks to the table because I tend so to get yelled at. Some adult beverages? Yeah, I tend to get yelled at. How about you, Jason? Uh, hold on a second right here. I do get yelled at. I am drinking. It's like it never happens. Ooh, we never yell at you. Yeah, I am do. drinking La Cerveza Más Fina, wow. a.k.a. Corona Extra. Yeah, because you got plenty of that. Oh, I got so much of that. You do. You know, that, I think it was my first time drinking it, and I uh, did not mind it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't have any wine. I didn't have any of the hard stuff, but yeah, I had a, had a couple cans of that. It was pretty good. You kept it easy, huh? I did, because I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to get stupid since... Um, since we were driving. Right. Yeah, there was a little bit of miscommunication there, but yeah. Oh, see, I knew he was no, going to No, I'm not drink- going there. I'm not going there. I'm just saying that that's why. I, I, I'm not, I never, even if I'm going somewhere and, and I'll, I'll, if I'm, if I'm going to have anything to drink, it's going to be early because then I just need to make sure I'm not, uh, and it's not like it's a 20 minute ride from your house and i don't it's true know. so right I, you, you just it, it's a lot of highways it's a lot of curves and turns so um you just gotta be smart about it yeah it wasn't bad coming in though no no it wasn't for us either and and i think with you as later in the afternoon it was uh it should have been smooth sailing yeah i just popped a couple of cds in the car and i was i was golden me i was me. golden before we get into that, though, why don't we hear what our man is drinking tonight? Because he can oh. get stupid tonight. He's yeah, never stupid. I normally do. No. Uh, this is something new. I um. That's Jason. Saw this uh, funky copper-esque label on this wine bottle. It's from California from 2015. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon huh? from Slow Press Craft Vinted Wines. And uh, never rush a great wine. Rich. Smooth, dark, just like me, and it's a, uh, it's, <laughs> none of that, none of that is me. Uh, it's a it's cute a, wine. Uh, it is a cute wine. Mas, cute. mas cute, mas cutas. <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of dig it. It's, uh, it, it, it just, <laughs> why, why you do that? Why you do that? But no, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, recommended. Uh, it, it's tasty. I need to get some wine. As soon as I finish 
um, the IPAs. I'm going to get me some wine because I must admit, and Dap, you're entirely right. They are very filling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the main reason. I mean, I, I have, I, I've, I've matured a bit. I don't, um, I don't dislike the taste as much as I used to. I mean, you guys know when we're, especially in October, at New York, or even at any con, I will. Whether I'm giving in the peer pressure, just want to hang out with my boys. I will uh, enjoy a brew or two. So, um, I've the taste is fine. It's just, but yes, there are some that I don't want to fill up on beer. That that's what it I basically. Don't, I don't blame up. you. I don't blame you. All right, let's let's tell them what happened this weekend. Do well. Do we have any thank yous? Uh, I do. I don't have a. Oh, okay. I just have one. I would like to thank mm-hmm. uh, both Daniel White and uh, Mr. Gary Arkell for doing me a solid and getting me a copy of Redlands number one. Oh, nice! I, I, I shot it out there on the Facebooks, like, "Hey, help a brother out," and they rose to the challenge. I have three copies of number one now, so when it's when it's eventually optioned, yeah, I'm going to be rich. That's um. I wanna be it's funny that you have three copies now because I um I and and I'll thank Daniel as well. Um I could not find my first issue of Mage the Hero Discovered. And Daniel was kind enough not not this weekend, the last when he was up a couple weeks ago, um he brought the first issue with him. Um and then after he left in a couple of days later, as I'm still going through the boxes and cataloging everything in, in CLZ, I found my fucking issue. Um, you got the, so, the full version? Of? Yes. Mm, I'm thinking I'm going to. You you should. Yeah. You really should. It, I, it's just, if considering the differences between our two collections and the fact that I have it, it's, it's silly for you not to. The other one is pissing me off because it's, Ridiculously expensive. Yep. And uh, the the installation process is uh, ridiculously cumbersome and time consuming. Yeah. I this is lean mean. If I want to install a cover, I can. Right. I don't need mm-hmm. to install a bazillion covers for books I'm never going to look at. Right. Yeah, right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm going to switch. And since since um, before I continue, since you brought it up. Um, Vince, of course, is talking about CLZ Comic Collector from Collectors. Uh, EOC, 11 O'Clock Comics listeners can get a uh, can get a discount on the desktop client, uh, whether for Windows or Mac, whether it's professional or standard, uh, $10 off uh, just using code CLZ11, all one word, spell out 11, uh, as your discount code during checkout. And uh, even if you get the desktop client bundled with the mobile app or the web, the, the cloud version, uh, you'll still get 10 bucks off the desktop. So, um, but it's, it's, I have the desktop and the, um, for my iPhone and, and iPad, because it's one mobile version across your devices. So, I mean, it's whether I'm use the barcode on my phone, camera on my phone scanning the barcodes and, and upload things that way it, and it's and even syncing between 
the desktop and the iPhone. It's it's um, it's crazy easy. So uh, that was the quick little promotional spot this week. But definitely, if you haven't and and you want to catalog your collection, it's it's what I fully recommend. Um, I have to thank uh, Mr. Carl Slominski, as Jason did last week, for his beautiful commission. Uh, I received an awesome Superman versus Bizarro from Carl uh, this week, and it is stunning in person. Um, and I um, not necessarily thank you, but at least uh, uh, a happy ending when it comes to a Kickstarter uh, campaign. Uh, Sithra Book 3 arrived. And I have to thank Vince for hooking a brother up with the um, Hot Wheels Milano. Hey. Anytime, brother. Aww. I would have got one for Jason, too, but he kind of, you know, he says, I don't want that. No, he, so it's he, okay. he's like, nah. It'd be lost yeah, on didn't, me. Didn't need it. Be lost on me. Yeah. Uh, oh, you should, uh, you should you should thank Mark Beatty for a uh, 12-year-old gift. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> Vince, Vince now is the proud owner of a slabbed comic book. I, it's my only slabbed comic book. Yeah. It was mine until I finally gave it to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least it's John Romita Jr. J is R. J is R. Yep. So, uh, so, thank you, Mark. Before I give a thank you, I want to give a shout out to some of our peoples. Uh, longtime friend podcaster and EOC community member Wendy Freeman does a podcast called Double Page Spread and she is fast approaching episode 200 uh, something we know a little bit about as we approach our 500th episode and her latest which is episode 195 is like a giant conflagration uh, or, or, or uh, rather uh, Freudian stuff there it's like a, a giant uh, 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 collection of, of of our peoples because Wendy has on Mr. John Anti-Drummer Westoff and Mr. Jason Ford to talk about uh, Kingbone Press, which has, for those that don't know, uh, recently added a third partner in the form of Jason Ford. And uh, they were on there to talk about their... Um, the development and and give us tons of love because they uh, Bob Gar and John met on our forums back in the day and uh, then of course they began putting out lots of badass comics which we've talked about over over the years so I wanted to shout that out so those of you that don't listen to her show on the regular give it give it a try it's at uh, you can find it on uh, Daryl Taylor's Taylor Network feed or her own feed or you can Google double page spread podcast and it'll come right up. But uh, it was nice to hear uh, all those people get together. And here's a little bit of, of, of trivia that you boys may know, but I did not. The Brothers Ford, right? Jason mm-hmm. James. Did you know that that Jason's full name is Jason James Ford and James's full name is James Jason Ford? I did not. It's like, is that not bananas? It it's like, that, uh, what's that G.I. Joe thing? Tomat and Zama. Oh, Tomat and Zama. Yeah, Tomat yeah. and Zama. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is fun. <laughs> that is awesome. I thought that was awesome. You learn something uh, new every day. Great. Uh, and then my thank you uh, is a segue to what I think we're going to touch on for a few minutes, which is I need to thank Dap 
I need to thank his lovely wife, Renee. I need to thank Vince Bizzle. I need to thank Daniel White. I need to thank Mario Muscar. I need to thank Gil Cologne, Daryl Taylor, Chris Kizicki, Raf Sands, and Chris Campbell. Because you all came from far and wide to my crib this weekend. Yeah, we did. And you we did mention did it Daniel up. White, right? I thought I heard. I it. did. Yes, okay. I mentioned Mariah right. Vince. But uh, so we had people from Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, West Virginia, Massachusetts, Virginia, all up in the crib celebrating. Uh, friendship and comics this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. awesome. Is that? Yep, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's freaking. It was freaking great, man. We uh, we did it up. Y'all, y'all came to my crib on Saturday, and uh, we uh, we barbecued and we drank and we played uh, trivia and we laughed our asses off. We talked uh, a ton about life and comics and other silliness. Oh, we recorded a bunch of it on along, around sitting around my uh, my fire pit. We recorded a bunch of of nonsense for uh, and posted it up on the Patreon site in four installments. So for those of you that kind enough to be patrons, y'all got to hear a little bit of our nonsense. But uh, I had an absolute blast, man. I didn't want to see it end. And uh, as Dap alluded, there was a little miscommunication because I thought all along that for sure Dap and Renee were going to stay over, and I. I thought there was a very good chance that Vince would, uh, but no, it. it uh, I guess I never clarified. So uh, the only person that ended up staying over was Mario, and frankly, Mario had to bounce early that he was uh, he was out of the door on Sunday morning before I even woke up. Yeah, I th- I, see, I saw something he posted on Facebook. It was like nine thirty, and, and he was already in like halfway through Pennsylvania. So yeah, he he booked it, and which means now as I was because when we. We pulled out of the driveway, and uh, and Renee was like, she she said that uh, Beth was like, um, well, you guys are spending a night, right? And she's and and Renee's like, no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the plan or anything. And 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 Beth was <laughs> dejected, and 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 I didn't, I had no idea. So I'm as I'm driving home, I'm like, well, now you know, if Jason thought we were. And then, of course, now, now we're like, well, then fuck that. We didn't even say we we weren't staying the night now after we'd already planned everything. That now I probably look like a tool because we're just like, yeah, thanks for you know, uh, yeah, you said we were gonna stay tonight, but fuck it, we're out of here. Thanks, you know? thanks I mean, for I everything. Have, uh, right? No, I, I wasn't like that at all. I would no, have, uh, I would have definitely um, had a lot more to drink and definitely. Have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I but, had I mean, to smooth it, just, it over too because she was like, you're definitely spending the night, aren't you? I'm like Beth, come on, I can't. <laughs> It's Honey, that I gotta go. He's coming back. He's coming back. Happened. <laughs> that absolutely never happened. Though huge, I mean, yes, th- thank you, Jason. But huge, huge, huge thanks to Beth for for putting up with that. She yeah. she puts up with us enough. In no, so you don't gotta thank her. She listen to the show. I know, but we'll deal with it. But it, it's it's definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, just with us traipsing through the house every October. But I mean, to have all these other fools show up. Um, and Everybody she was, was on their best behavior, though. And, oh yeah, yeah. Even and 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 your boys were great as always. It's just it was an absolute and 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 chance the not so puppy. It was a uh, of course Hobbs. It was just it was an absolute. Damn, blast. I was not getting the love because he barks too much. <laughs> but he was chill. He was he was he was 
Sitting yeah, there. once he gets over it, people yeah. just need to let him bark for a little bit, and then he gets yeah. over it. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an absolute yeah. blast. Good times. And if you want to hear some of those good times, like Jason said, uh, pop on our patron. We are disturbingly close to the, the extra two-plus episodes a month. We're, we're, it's we're true. Very, and- I, I can I can taste it. We're so close. I yeah. see that number, and it's just almost there. You guys, if you want an extra two plus episodes, and you know me, the plus means maybe four. Yeah, because you get some Vin Solo episodes. Well, listen, oh. we got to keep it one hundred though. We we are a little we are a little lax in delivering some of the goals the last week or two. We 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 are clo- closing up on uh, three or four weeks late on our first live streaming event. Uh, but the good news is we've been having some technical questions as to how to pull it off. But credit to Patreon because I love the site and it's doing us right. But uh, but it 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 wasn't the most robust of platforms when we first signed up. But shortly after we signed up, they promised a major upgrade. And to their credit, sometime in the last week or two, they have added a feature for YouTube-based live streaming for patrons, which is what cool. we promised. So we need to get on that with the quickness because, frankly, we really should do like back-to-backs over a one- or two-week period because we're going to owe well, let's one do for it. the coming. Yeah. I got this um, damn MacBook burning a hole in my pocket. Word up. So we need that. And then, of course, we have our book of the month, which we had announced two weeks back is Ronin, and we'll be discussing that next week. So I need to yes. get all, off my butt and reread that with the quickness. Uh, and we have a theme episode, which we owe y'all, and – Admittedly, uh, when we were picking books, I wasn't thinking so much as to the fact that I picked books that aren't readily available digitally for you guys to read. <laughs> so, uh, so I need to either mail them to you, or you need to find them some other way. Just, we'll have to figure just, this out. Just man up and buy the damn things. Oh, uh, we can drive to your house again. Wow! Look at you. You're all about it now. About about it. I like it. It's looking better on my way back from Long Island. Uh, so might as well then just um, do the few shout-outs we have for this week. Let's do it. Yeah, because uh, then we got to talk about the comics. I'm dying. We oh, do. Oh, oh. I know. Uh, we'll make it quick and easy for you all this week. First up, we have Mr. Jeff Carter. Then Mr. Bill Anderson. And last but certainly not least this week, uh, Magic Mark. Oh, I wanted to no do relation. that one. Well, do you know why I decided to to click on his profile? Do you know why he's Magic Mark? Why? Because he, he, has, he has a Patreon that is uh, devoted to Magic the Gathering. Huh. What? The, uh, oh. Hold on a second. It is because uh, the, the website, the Patreon site is... Uh, Patreon.com slash Magic Mark. Magic Mark is creating Magic the Gathering videos. Um, uh, and yeah, like there has like he uh, plays the game and well, like, see, I don't I don't know how active it is because his Patreon isn't very. But basically, weekly schedule you can expect uh, Monday two boosters, Tuesday two boosters, Wednesday fat pack, Thursday two boosters, Friday two boosters, Saturday a full booster box. So. Um, I He's guess he'll just open opening up packs. packs and shit. Yeah, I guess he does. I can get a Patreon for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm down with that. Do not besmirch our newest Patreon. No, no, please. no, I'm not. I'm just saying oh. it's brilliant. If that's what you know, hey, that's awesome. I would, I want to do that. 
Fat pack said, shit. Hasn't been much action on on the Patreon site, but um, I never get he, planeswalkers. Never. The only way I get planeswalkers is if I buy one. It's that bad. All right, comics. Please, can we talk some comics? We could probably. Jason. Vince. Please, please tell me you read Plastic Number Five. <sighs> Man, you got to pick the one thing I didn't have a chance to read. Damn it. Oh, my God. It's all over. I, I thought you were going to go right into the book of the, of the week. What is the book of the week? What? Tell me what the book is, and I'll tell you if Mage, I read Mage, Hero oh, Denied, number yeah. one. Dog. All right. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. I've read that. Um, Yeah, so let's let Dap take uh, drive that bus. <laughs> no, Dap talked about the zero issue. I want to hear what y'all thought because y'all weren't really feeling the zero issue. It's not that um, we weren't feeling it. It just was a zero issue. That's all. Um, No, I really wasn't feeling it. Right. Oh. Yeah, okay. because I, I said to, to Dap off air, I said, honest to God, brother, I thought it was boring as hell. I It just didn't. Did, what he said. Did, it did nothing for me. And uh, yes, it was it was uh, attractive to the eye, and that's about it. But I well, this issue is anything to, anything but uh, boring. Right. I I, I had a nice um, release of air. I can breathe again because Mage the Hero Denied number one was fantastic. It was fantastic. Seriously, Dap, come on. This is your book. Don't just it bring, is, it, well, bring it on I'm, home. I mean, I'm I'm flipping through it again now. I, well, thanks to the the image preview because I haven't gotten my box yet, so I don't have the actual issue. Um, but I, I, I can't wait to see it uh, in person because I want to see Brennan's colors on the page. It looks fantastic um, digitally on this PDF. I think the, the art is... Um, it's it's a little bit for me. It's a little bit tighter than the hero defined was. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's not as as thin or tight as as discovered. But I I definitely like the um, the less looser style that Wagner's given us here. Um, it's it's a great. I think it's a great setup issue, and it hit. All the um, more so than the zero issue, but it 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 hit all the right notes for me. It, it it hit my heart in just the right places as he and his son are um, leaving the park. Uh, they're getting in uh, their blue VW Bug with the license mm-hmm. plate Edsel Seven. Um, there's a uh, the uh, notices everything. The 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 Fisher King is not so much. A king anymore. Uh, I love that um, that slight change up as well as the um, the Greckle Thorns of um, are are a lot easier on the eyes than the Greckle Flints ever were. Yes, uh, and I think my absolute favorite part was at the ATM. Um, besides his pin to get money um the color of the card and uh and kevin kind of just that is the color of magic isn't it it is the color of magic (laughs) as 
Todd will tell you, as he should. Uh, it is a, um, I and you know, there are thir- certain things you would expect that that are just you you take it for granted as as a comic book reader. If 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 a character is talking to themselves, it's it's you know it's totally set the scene or to give you some um, to bring to bring the reader up to speed, and and it doesn't feel so out of place if if a uh, you know there are some comic book conversations that happen in a book between two characters that if you know you said out loud to another person it would just sound ridiculous and uh instead of wagner hitting you over the head with um with matchsticks uh antics or or uh why he is talking to to an atm machine uh his son is there to ask some questions and uh his son is is very observant, and it's um, it was it was definitely it, it's almost like this was a a jumping on, but you really wouldn't even need to read the first two volumes. I feel it, it just right. everything is just it's it's laid out between Matchsticks, uh, his in air quotes battle in the park his conversation with his son, uh, his conversation at the ATM machine, uh, talking to his wife. It, it just, everything is right here on the page. There are, you'll definitely get more out of it. If you know where he came from and, and, and the, the grackle thorns might mean more if you know past stories. But, uh, I think this was, this was a fantastic first issue. If, if you just, if you really didn't know anything about mage, Kevin Matchstick, Mirth, any of the other characters, uh, you can definitely um, pick it up quite easily with just this issue. Right. Well, it's been 18 years since the Hero Defined uh, finished. So uh, I think you're right to say that that this is standalone if you want it to be, and it, it should be. I'm right. I mean, it, it, from a from a practical standpoint, dude needed to make this its own thing because um, he can't be relying on the only people going out to buy it is those who uh, not only read the last series but have committed it to memory well enough that they wouldn't need to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I do love that he resets things, but uh, but I I thought it was awesome. I, first of all, I love that his artistic evolution because of the length of time that has gone into all of his works is fascinating to see if you look at the first pages that he ever put down to to what he's doing now it's absolutely fascinating but the cool thing about this is that this is this style is evocative of the mage style we got 20 years ago which is different than what we've seen Wagner do in more recent times with other works that he's been responsible for where I think he's evolved even more, but almost to the point of being super tight. Um, and it looks great too, but this is a little bit more of an homage. Well, it's directly an homage to what, to, to, to what made look like the last time out. And I, I think that's great. It was nice to see that. Um, I love that we got another step forward in time, but it's a huge payoff to those of us that, uh, remember uh, or loved the last set of stories. Um, I must admit, I didn't notice that uh, the bug had a license plate that said Edsel 7. Uh, not surprised Dap did notice, but I did not. Um, 
I I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. The 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 as a father, the idea of his playing with his son and his son being oblivious to the world around him, being very focused on just his the moment that he's in felt right to me. The tolerance for that that he had as a dad felt right. And then the way that um, he sees the the little pixie-ish thing and then he sees the, the, the bird with the skull head and knows that, that something's up and he just very casually sends his son off and he grabs the, the he grabs the branch and then boom you know the branch starts glowing and all of a sudden he sees all the creatures that are there to try and take him on and uh, and it's a nice reminder of what a badass dude's become uh, I mean he, he doesn't even break make a sweat taking out all those creatures it's like it's trifling basically so they're gonna have to do a lot better than that to uh, to screw with our boy which was dope so uh, I like that we got a little eye candy in the form as you said of uh of the grackle thorns proper propers there. And, uh, I'm fully on board, man. It's uh, it's like we never left, which is, I think the ultimate compliment that you can read something that came out 20 years before. And it feels like you never skipped a beat. Cause there are lots of comics that I read every month or two that I can barely remember what happened the month before and leave no mark whatsoever. And yet this brought back a flood of memories from the, prior made series without having without me having to go back and reread them to to remember what happened so that's just a huge testament to the dude as a storyteller sure the thing that i like the best about this issue and it's pretty much um a constant as far as matt wagner stuff goes where he brings as much design sensibility to the table as as he does um illustration ability like mm-hmm. i th- i think the hob squad is beautifully designed all of them and you get some you know what look like a, a chinese demon and you get this gigantic yeah. tree thing with a with mm-hmm. a root for a penis it's it's just it's <laughs> the 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 um See, I noticed the license plate. You noticed the penis. He did have a penis. Uh, he does. The, uh, the eight-eyed crow bird um, disgusting thing that, that stares at him, and he's like, okay, I guess I got to do this again. Yeah. Uh, no, the design is, is, is beautiful. But, and then I think this issue looks more like his Grendel stuff than it does Mage. Uh, that's not a slight. I, I, I think... Uh, for me, Grendel is his is his number one creation. Mm-hmm. I know I know mm-hmm. David likes the Mage, but because um, no, David, ha- David hates Grendel, David doesn't have a Mage hat. No, he doesn't hate Grendel. I'm just saying that I, I think that the Mage is closer to uh, to David's heart than Grendel well, slightly because the guy drew David in the book as the star <laughs> of the book. Trip. Uh. <laughs> But uh, it's. I thought this issue was was phenomenal. It's nice um, to see the the uh, the legacy of the Matchstick legacy continue with with the the son and the the obvious love that the, he feels for the boy. And the, I don't think uh, Hugo's as clueless as he seems. No, I think he's he, got I th- a whack ass haircut though. He does. Oh yeah, does. yeah. Straight Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> Or uh, uh, Mo Howard, but well, the yeah. Um, yeah. the 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 boy the boy knows more than he's letting on. 
You think? And, and, and he's pushing him because he, he's, he's allowing Kevin to explain it. He's giving him the opportunity to explain it. Like, he's like, Dad, you take a long time at the ATM. Like, what the hell's going on? And, and, and Kevin is treating the boy like a boy. And he's obviously more developed than that. He knows yeah. what's going on. And he's, See, it's so funny you're seeing it that way because I was thinking the boy might be a little touched. What? No, because even even after the uh, the events in the park, he was uh, he was hanging back. He saw death through the shrubs. So okay. when uh, you guys are right. No, you're right. I'm seeing it here now. Okay, but he is he's asking questions. He's like, well, you know, I guess that's just how long it it takes me. Because he goes, well, it doesn't take my my, my friends' parents that long. And um, I mean, yeah. Then he gets home because he's got to plop in front of the TV because Dragon Ball's on. Um, Good taste, my man. He's there is I mean, and you get you you Wagner is definitely letting you um experience this the way I think um Kevin Bashstick because when when he sees the uh the crow his uh his son is still talking to him, but the word balloons are, are cut off and, and are behind. Mm-hmm. Kevin's head because he's really not paying attention to what his boy's saying. Uh, his focus is elsewhere, and and mm-hmm. those are the little touches that I just absolutely um, I adore those. But the uh, but Brendan's colors, can, you man, can still piece some of it together. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's still. I mean, it, he's still aware that his son is nearby and there's enough of the conversation. Otherwise, it's not just yeah, just yeah. scribbles in a word balloon. He knows you definitely can understand some of what needs to be said it's just um picking up like every third word or so um and uh and and i think they they absolutely make a fantastic team father and son here i mean and i'm sure they will in the series but as far as matt and brennan wagner um i i like the work they did on uh grendel shadow but uh this just this is fantastic. I mean, whether it's oh, it's yeah, uh, Brennan's definitely an asset. Oh, big time! Yeah. Um, it's not just nepotism. It's not like oh yeah, I'm gonna drag my son along with me <laughs> on my books. No, he's he's good. He's really good. He is, and he's, he's the only thing really worthwhile about those not so attractive Tim Sale variants on Batman. If, if I I am not in love with any time I see a Tim Sale variant on tom's batman series it's not um i do not care for them but they're colored by brennan wagner and and they do look good as far as the colors go um but it's uh there's there's just there's a lot of um i'm not gonna say give or take there's there's just there's enough here where if if you know the way (laughs) matt draws uh whether you see his sketches on on facebook or any of his other work um you definitely um know his style and know what he leaves open and and what he relies on the colorist to do uh but they um they they just work really really well together in this book 100 percent agreed now we're not getting this we're getting this once every two months right no, I think we are getting we the original series was every other month. I believe what we're doing at Image, just like I think the second series, uh, you'll get four issues 
and then a collection. So that'll be the month off, and then the oh, other okay. So I think I, I think it's I think it's more or less monthly, except when um, it's it's being collected. Sweet. Okay. And I'm not surprised that Jason clicks with Matt Wagner's stuff because Jason, did you know that you share? Um, one of the the fundamental beliefs in your your makeup is shared with Mr. Wagner. Okay. He's an atheist as well. Oh, oh. Did you know well, that? It's not all that uncommon in these circles, but uh, I did not know that. Yeah, he is. And, and I it love... doesn't surprise me that you that you vibe with Mage because it's Arthurian legend. And that's my jam, right? That's your jam. It is. But uh, and I had a laugh. The very last page. With Magna? Um, yeah. And I was like, I got the stink eye from Kevin Matchstick for making goo-goo eyes at that woman at a, at a comic book convention. Uh-huh. That, yeah. He gave me... Oh, gave his me wife said, really looks like that? Oh, no. Uh, that's yeah. Her, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Her. Oh, he good gave, for him. He gave me such a dirty look. I'm like, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, See bro, how? dude. Now, I'm sure you guys knew this already, but I, I didn't realize that... Um, this book came about because of Camelot 3000. It's well, yeah, he wanted to do. That's a, what I mean, that he yeah. was doing, uh, going to do a straight up Arthurian legend book. And then Camelot 3000 came out and he thought, well, screw, well, let's go screw with that. So, but I guess uh, exactly the story he was hoping yeah. for. So, yeah. well, well, kudos to uh, one good kudos, thing that yeah. came out of Camelot 3000. I was just about to make that same joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 and and uh, Hugo is actually watching Dragon Ball on the last page of the comic. Yep. Cool beans. Uh, like I said, he was a little touched. He's not. <laughs> I, I think Hugo's supposed to be Brandon, but the uh, did you did you read the uh, the yes the talking magic and myth with Matt Wagner at the back of the book? Yes, the interview. Yeah, I didn't. Well, that's where I got the Camelot 3000 thing from. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't have enough time to read the uh, the back matter. But there is a Just lot. They found of, it. There is a lot of it. So value for your dollar. If you're going to you know, buy single issues, and you should. You'll get your money's worth. No, I, I'm, I'm very happy with this issue. So happy. Oh, I'm relieved. And I that, have. I, I, that zero thing. Whew. <laughs> No, it was rough. Uh, Come on. I, I I have the PVC figurine set. You do? Thanks to um thanks to Wet Rats, I have the Kevin Matchstick action figure. That's dope. It is dope. Double D. We'll have to have Matt back on. Yes. For real. Yeah, I think once uh maybe halfway or uh, as we near the end, I don't want to um because I'll probably just start instead of waiting for the damn series to finish i'll just peg him with a bunch of questions and and as if i need to know right now so but no we can definitely have him on so we can um kiss his ass and tell him how great this is yeah nice. 15 issues though it's gonna be a monster when it's finally done oh for sure yeah always and it's good i don't i might need a minute when it's finally done because right? it's 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 one uh-huh. thing to it well because it the, the it was the longest joke was, you know, so when's the third part coming out? When's the third part coming out? And and, and that was finally here. Mm-hmm. And and it's 
it's final. You know, it'll actually exist. It won't just be something that, you know, yeah, when the time is right, I'll tell that story. And, uh, but we're actually going to have it. It's going to be over. And, and I, I don't, I kind of, I kind of think that once the hero denied 15 comes out, that is it, that we're, we're not going to get a, an annual, we're not going to get him mm-hmm. in, in some other story somewhere else down the line. I think it's, and so it's going to, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, like watching Hawkeye and Trap John leaving at the end of the you know it's it's oh, really going to you know I, so I, I hate um, that episode it's so hard to watch it is it is and I'm afraid that once I get to that last page in issue 15 um <laughs> it wasn't a chicken it was a freaking baby <laughs> Don't it wasn't a me. chicken. Oh, oh my God! Stop. That's hard. Stop. It's hard. I know, right? Holy shit! That show. That show feels. I got them feels that, right now. That show was on longer than the actual fucking Korean War was. It's insane. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> and and yeah. they all went nuts over Margaret. I oh, mean, yeah, okay, she was she the best was looking. She was so unattractive too. Uh, right, she was the best looking woman in the room, but still hot lips, cool hand. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, let's uh, move on. <laughs> Mage, Mage, that was a great show, though. It was. It was. It was. And After Mash was equally a bad show. <laughs> oh, an abysmal, abysmal. After Mash isn't uh, brutal. The, you know, they should have subtitled Mash. Your cancer's back. Because that's what After Mash was. Oh, oh my it was god! Like your cancer's back. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what to say to that. Let something. Us. Oh, I don't, yeah. Can we do a little bit of investigation into the current um, state of the D- DC universe? Okay. CDC's nuts. Can we? Because um, I don't want to go too deep on the stuff we already talked about. <laughs> All right. Because why? We already did, right? And, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about um, this dark days, dark night uh, metal stuff. Right. Uh, you want to speak on it? Mm-hmm. We, we, we dipped pretty deep into the forge. Dark mm-hmm. Days, The Forge, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the, that was written mm-hmm. by, by uh, Scott Snyder, James Tinian IV, Jim Lee, Andy Kubert, John Romita Jr. did the pencils, uh, Scott Williams, Klaus Jansen, Danny Mickey did the ink, and the color art is by Alex Sinclair and Jeremiah Skipper. And I think, in addition to what we talked about, the only notable thing to say is that there's one line in this book that I didn't realize was important until I read Dark Days, the casting. Um, the uh, the writers think it's important to make sure that you remember that there is a feeling you get at the beginning of an adventure. And it's stressed because the line is echoed in Dark Days, the casting, number one. Uh, there's a feeling you get at the end of an adventure. So the forge and the casting are the bookends that that lead into Dark Knight Metal. So um, I, I'd like to talk about the casting. You all read it, right? Yes, and I will preface this conversation by saying this would be squarely in the category of the books I mentioned in our mage discussion of I read it and I can barely remember what happened at this point. It's only three books, dude. Bro, I'm Ooh. saying that's my point. I can barely remember. Wow. Okay, Dark Days, the casting number one was written by Scott Snyder and James Tinian the fourth. See, Echo, penciled by Jim Lee, Andy Kubert, John Romita Jr., 
inks by Scott Williams, Klaus Jansen, Danny Mickey, color art by Alex Sinclair and Jeremiah Skipper. It's the same creative team as The Forge. It is. It is. Um, a lot of stuff goes down in the casting. I thought that of the three issues that I had read, the uh, the Forge, the casting, and Metal, number one, I thought the casting was the strongest of the three. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- oh, yes. There's um, so much possibilities with the casting. The- but it's very hard to have the casting without the forge. Like you need, you kind of need. If if you had, yes, after reading the forge, which didn't impress me a whole lot. Um, what would the be casting, the one thing that you took? What's it? What did you take away from the forge? Number one. What's the one thing you took away from it? That I, um, plastic yeah. man. <laughs> what? <laughs> really, plastic man? Yeah, because I there were things. Yeah, the egg. Yeah, but, uh, but there, no, there I'm talking in- and the outsiders. But I mean, th- there were parts of it that I. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? I'm talking in terms of the story. Like, yeah, that's it, the thing. I, <laughs> it was hard for me to get. I, I realized. I realized for you that, and and I guess it should be for me, since I, I found the the changing of artists every other page to be a detriment. It was, as I'm reading it, I'm, I'm not, I'm almost scoffing at, at, at things that are, that are said or that are shown. Um, Because I think my problem, and, and we know that Batman is a dick, but here it's, it's really emphasized because I'm listening, I'm reading what he's saying to Superman to Aquaman, to anybody else, to Mr. Terrific, to Mr. Miracle, and almost any other... I'm trying to imagine other heroes saying and acting the same way, the same things that that, that Batman does. And if it was was Spider-Man, if it was even Superman, I could probably give the character the benefit of the doubt but here i don't feel like batman i'm reading this and i'm 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 watching and 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 reading what batman's saying and i i'm it doesn't feel to me that that there's this sense that batman has to go alone and deal with this that he has to do this on his own he's 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 not telling his friends for it feels like he's not telling his friends because he's hiding something, not because he's looking out for them or it's it's better if he knows first. It just I read I'm reading it and he he sounds like he is just straight up hiding shit from them. And I do not really care for a Batman like that. So that is the main thing that really bugs me about the about the forge. Um, I agree with you. Oddly enough, I do think that he's being a bit, um, he's lying. Stubborn? 
There's no yes. reason. There's no reason why he has to do this by himself. Right. Because I mean, the only reason why he would have to do this by himself, as we saw in um, Metal, is that he has an agenda that he's not telling anybody. He needs the 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 metal for something. Right. And I mean, look what he did. I know we're jumping ahead, but according to to Kendra, he activated Red Tornado. As a as a um, a little bit of of uh, sleight of hand in order to occupy everybody else in the room so he can get away, and that's just Batman though. Like he, that's what he does. He's done that. I don't understand why you find that so out of character though. He is lying. Yeah, why he's lying, we don't know. I, it's not that I. I'm not. I shouldn't find it out of character because he is Batman. He is, even though he has a whole bunch of people with him as detective in detective comics, he's got a shit ton of Robins. He surrounds himself with family and justice league members. I get it. He's a loner, but, but you think he'd know after all this, like he got people that's, that that's love what him, I'm buddy. saying. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, he's got, even Superman is like, bro, you have shit in my home. I'm letting yeah. you keep things here. And you, it's like, any we're bros we're i mean yeah may not be the superman you knew but you know of everybody you can trust even diana it's like you can just it's it's not so i you know if 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 it's a challenge if it's something that he has to face on his own then they may let him do that but to to just straight up hide shit like that it, it's just it's 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 more of those things where it's it's the whole um, the Grant Morrison JLA run where where Batman knew how to take down everybody in the Justice League if he ever had to and and thanks to that Prometheus was able to do just that and and you know and then of course later on you had Brother Eye and Final Crisis so I mean there's Batman is not a trustworthy person to begin with and he doesn't right. trust people and and you shouldn't be able to you shouldn't trust him but it's I I, I have a tough time not so much relating but but enjoying stories where where the main character or the hero or the person that's supposed to be so important because batman is very important to this since they have the three tribes but oh wait no there's a fourth one and it's a bat batman has basically been here from the beginning of time and he's no no no, he's no. Smart. the wayne's, the wayne's i'm sorry been. the wayne yeah there's a difference there's there's a there is it's i know there's a um He's gonna sit. He's gonna stand here and smirk. Or when when shit goes down, he's gonna run away on Devil Dinosaur. And it's just like I I I'm just I. <laughs> it, it's like I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the the underhanded conniving Batman. I, okay, I I'm not saying no, Batman needs to be Adam West that's and Chummy. Because but, I think I think I know what that reminds you of. The underhanding conniving. I have a file on. Every one of my friends, Batman, reminds you of the OMAC stuff. Yeah, the and Brother I, Eye stuff, yeah. yeah and, I, and I know that you weren't a fan of that. No, it was not. whack, dude. It's not. It, no, I, don't, I don't think it was whack. I think it was very much in character that Batman would have a file on every one of his friends. Yes. Yes. Because if this is the same Batman who, thanks to Miller... And and the Dark Knight, we know that he 
kept a piece of kryptonite because sure. you never know when he's going to have to take down Superman. I, I absolutely get I, I get the contingencies. I get the, that you know, the, never the, the, the ceases to amaze me how that little nugget became part of DC Universe continuity, regardless right. of of the, uh, the 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 current reboot. What was going on? The the fact that Batman has a chunk of kryptonite has never gone out of style. And that's Frank Miller. But anyway, I, I got to say one thing about The Forge. I think Jim Lee blew the ending. I think he totally Forge was shit, the first one, right? Yeah, he totally shit the bed. When, when, Remind when, me. I, again, I'm having Duke, trouble remembering. Duke and Hal are going into the bowels of the Batcave. Oh, there, and they there's, see there's something here. And he shows you the back of the Joker's head in panel two. Yep. And then he turns, and you see the Joker's face. And on the very last page, it's supposed to be a huge reveal. It's the Joker. Well, yeah, you just told us that two panels back. It's just a wasted page. It's the pacing is is jank. It's yes. just, it's the the momentum mm-hmm. is just wasted. I didn't I, I didn't and you know from the beginning when when Hal first shows up in the Bat Cave, I was. It was a huge turnoff for me for the rest of the issue because just between the conversation he and Duke are having, and and the um, and and Duke is trying to figure out well if, if it's not Alfred talking then it must be Dick and I mean I thought that it was neat seeing all the little chashkis and the trophies and 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 everything as they were traipsing through the yeah. bowels. Okay, I mean that's and it's like oh this just so happened to be a separate room in the back cave. There's a cave inside a cave that I never saw before. And of course, Batman has a black ops team. And I, I mean, I, I think it's great that it's the outsiders, but, well, yeah. um, and then of course, you know, Superman has a hole under the fortress that Batman is holding shit. And it's just, it's, it's like, could you have more surprises in this, in these two issues that just happened to, I mean, at least we saw the, the lunar cave in, in those issues of Superman, but everything else is just like, yeah, we're just going to keep, Making shit up as we go along. I I, I can't fathom th- that. Th- hmm. <laughs> the Joker reveal was putting the artistic um, issues that Vince just raised aside. I remember now reading Ford, just thinking to myself, "I don't know what the fuck I just read." <laughs> it's yeah. not. Re- it's not really explained. Like, I was like, is this really the Joker? Is this the Joker? Like, are they seeing things? Like, how in the fuck would the Joker be alive in some random little side pocket of the Batcave, but he's not chained up? Because they they tell you why in the casting. No, I know that, but... But I'm saying when I read The Forge, though, I was like, what in the fuck's going on? I was was like, is this real? Yeah, it doesn't make sense why the Joker would be involved in this. And I gotta be honest... I know that there's some grand plan for Duke, and I got faith, but he's milk toast as fuck. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I they like go out him. of the way of every time he's on the page, reminding you that he's not Robin, that this is something yeah. new. Yeah. Right. And yet, I'm like, well, he's pretty much Robin. Right, like, but the fact that he doesn't have a a code name really bugs me. Yeah. It's like let's give the black guy not a name. We'll just make him an accessory. Oh, it's like Jean Grey. It's like yeah. it, it's they they just it, just because I mean he's not gonna he's wearing the helmet he's wearing an outfit he's gonna hang out with Batman and go talk to Commissioner Gordon. You just yeah this kid here. I mean what do you what do you refer to him at? What do you call him? 
And for him not to, yes, it's if if you're going to have the whole get up and have a secret identity and and hang out with Batman, you can't walk around just be called he, Duke. So yeah, and Duke is like poop. Um, it's like what up, they, Duke? They, they could have named him something better than Duke. But anyway, I like I like the guy. I feel for him. I think the fact that Scott Snyder said he had this planned from way back in in his Batman run. I th- I think that's ridiculous. I I find it very hard to believe that when he had the Joker carve his face off, that he was thinking, okay, I'm going to cure the Joker with nth metal, and lead it all into this big event involving Batman and the Joker and the Justice League, and and it's just going to be fantastic. And it's it all has to do with this 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 metal that is akin to the midichlorian. <laughs> right? I mean, that's basically right. what it yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to say, are you guys at all... Because I, I, I know of things like hypertime and all this other bullshit and and, uh, and uh, meta, the, when they were when the, the whole metahuman thing was going around, but, but I didn't live through it. So are you all nonplussed, bothered, intrigued, what have you, about the idea that seemingly we're getting to a point where nth metal is the root of essentially all that is dc universe it's pretty powers much right yeah that's what but i mean it, does that bother you or you you do not care are you find with it do you, is it irk, irksome does he are you do you like the idea i mean well the dcu needs an x factor they've always needed an x factor that one mm-hmm. thing that could describe everything like okay you got marvel the mutant gene this is why a lot of the marvel universe operates the way it does because of the mutant mm-hmm. gene. that's that's great um, and the Celestials, and well, we won't get into that. But um, the DC Universe never had that. They never had anything that... Oh, wait, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Didn't they have hyper-time, and they had the metahumans for a while? Like, everybody was a metahuman, but right? But it and... it's all scattered, right? It, there's, there's yeah. no, there's, it doesn't really make... It just seemed like the, the it was the explanation du jour of the moment. Okay. Like, hyper-time. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, when... And that was mostly after... Um... Zero hour Armageddon two thousand one anyway right right yes but and I mean the closest thing they had which wasn't necessarily DC was the Big Bang with, with Milestone and at least that explained why everybody was the way they were but yes DC mm-hmm. even said never really had that one because everybody was just scattered yeah you're right yeah and 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 it's neat that it's metal because we all have metal in our blood. And and metal is a huge part. I mean, the the elements that comprise the human body, uh, one of them is carbon. So so they're the, the metal, right? It, it's it's a building block that makes sense in a way. But it just seems like they they conveniently killed off Hawkman in the whatever. Doesn't Hawkman always get killed off? Yes. Unfortunately, he's the red shirt right. of the DC universe. Yeah, I just yeah. kill off Hawkman. Yeah, uh, but it, it just like I I'm enjoying this because it doesn't even though it it seems to be of huge importance. The fact mm-hmm. that metal has a sequence where Mongo plays arcade and throws a a you know Justice League robots against the Justice League, and then you get a gigantic gestalt combiner of justice league robots like that's cool you know that's fun and and it it 
pushes a lot of it tickles the heartstrings from a lot of different things like not only like Saturday morning cartoons and Transformers and and all that it doesn't seem like you got to read this it's the be all and the end all the DC universe um nothing will ever be the same again like it's they're not taken from my seat they're not taking the Marvel approach in this and saying, you know, this is a monumental thing. It's a, there's a giant robot beating the crap out of the Justice League, or and a giant robot comprised of members of the Justice League, and it's just it's fun, right? Am I am I not reading this right? It just seems like it's lighthearted, even though it's an event. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if I would describe it as lighthearted in the sense that. It seems dark, and it's supposed to be sig- "quote unquote" significant. So I don't know if that I would characterize as lighthearted, but I think you're absolutely right that you should be reading something like this. Frankly, you should be reading any comic and be feeling giddy for it. So, hey, it's fun. Like, how it, could that be wrong? I, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a bummer when you read a comic and you aren't vibing with it right i mean so yeah uh, let's look at metal for a second the first issue the the, the, half the book is excruciatingly silly but mm -hmm. that that's to its benefit i think i think the first like what 10 15 pages are juvenile as hell but it's fun you have the justice league in gladiator costumes like hal looks like a tool with that helmet on it's just it's it's silly. It's they're they're in an arena, and Mongol has thrown what looks to be like alien creatures at them, and they have vanquished it, violently so. And and Mongol's just like silly. He's like, oh, all right, let's go on to eat. It, this yeah, is I like WWE. I, I didn't particularly care for this version of Mongol. No, see, I thought it was fun. It's like you reminded uh, me of our. This characters. is when I. Go ahead. When I think of Mongo, I think of for the man who has everything. I think of the, I, I think exactly. of exactly. Yeah, Thanos. I did. This yeah. is not. This is not that dude. But Mongo says, "I love it." He goes, oh, "I love it." Like it's nuts. It's so silly. I I think it's deliberate on 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 the creative team's part that they did this to say, "All right, we're just gonna just have a little bit of of fun here." I am with. Vince on this. Okay. I thought it was fun as hell. I listen. You can give me any story, and you give me a gestalt. I'm in. Right. So Ex- yeah. I mean, uh, forget it. I'm in. I I, I need that gestalt in the comic room right now. Yeah. Well, not the best design gestalt. No, no. Uh, Mr. Fair Pulo. enough. But he could have worked. But I love the idea it, of, of a Justice League gestalt. I right. love that idea. And the fact that the bat is the head. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's cool. I want a comic where Leopardon has to fight the Justice League Gestalt. Okay. See, I like that. I didn't care for Mongol, but I I like the coming together of that. I, I thought the the it, my problem is that after reading the forge and the casting that I was thrown in to this gladiator arena and, and I'm fine with not having my hand held and, and trying to find out, you know, where this takes place, especially since, you know, we read comics that where characters are in four different books in a week. So it's, 
that's fine. But I, I wasn't quite sure where the first two parts, the prelude leading up to metal, uh, had to do with, with, with this necessarily. So I, I'm reading everything thinking that, you know, yes, we eventually see some connections. And uh, Mongol side, the realization and and the justice league voltron force coming together was was neat to see it is it it is but it's, it's it's a funky visual i dig it it is it, but mongol's explanation for how he managed to trap the justice league it's so silly oh yeah you know superman's armor has the dust of a thousand red suns yes. in it and yes. and i put some vibration boots on the flash and wonder woman's cleavage has an asp you know, like it's 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 it's, it's very silly. early it's so DC si- comics present. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's fun. Um, and then it gets a little a little different. It gets a little. It gets. Uh, it gets. It seems to fall into the the um, the standard event trap that. It gets really wordy and nothing really happens that you didn't already read in the forge and the casting with one exception. I love the fact that Snyder used Morrison's map of the DC yep. multiverse. Yep. And, and and the whole when she grabs it and flips it and says we don't know where it came from, but it may have come from here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the back of the multiverse map. That is yeah. absolutely brilliant. It is. Well, I, I will, never would have thought to do that. That's why I'm not writing these things and right. someone else is. It's just, it's, it, it's excruciatingly brilliant to me that someone thought, all right, here's the multiverse. What can we do with this? Um, let's literally flip it over. But uh, but uh, it's it's great. It's I love it. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you. I was going to say that I I think that while I agree with you that Schneider, I don't buy this idea that this is this is the specific story he was working toward when he started on Batman. I, I, no, I think that's it's, silly it's, to think. It, it, I, think I, I will I will say that that regardless of how this series plays out, things like using Morrison's multiverse map in that way and. The last page reveal, mm-hmm. which I don't know if is is that kosher to, to talk no, about. Or not. No, no, I, w- okay. I wouldn't reveal it. No, but but the point is he he is paying direct homage yep. to two well more than two if you think about some of the other things in the books. He's paying homage to some of the greatest writers to ever contribute to the DC universe, and I do think that is intentional. I do think that shows a lot of respect for what came before him. It does speak to the very nature of DC, which is all about legacy. And I do think that there's a meta undercurrent of the idea of DC's legacy um, through his use of important components brought to bear by other classic writers. And I appreciate that. Well, yeah, he's telling you. He, he, he mainlines the fact that this is a very meta series with the fact that he actually spells it out. M E T A in one section. Mm-hmm. He's telling you this is going to be meta. So you know, 
prepare yourself. And it is. I just wish they'd stop with the flash with all this, these lightning bolts and shit. Like, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, it, it's so confusing and so distracting to the eye. If he was standing in the room, they'd all be like, bruh, can you reel that in a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know? But anyway, um, visually, I think we got the best and the worst of Capullo in this issue. Yep. Speak uh, on it. He's he's a he's a force to be reckoned with when he's on the ball, and he's yes. mostly on the ball. Like I would I would give him like if he let's talk batting average. A, like a, a good batting average is what a thousand is a perfect batting average. Well, yes. but yes, but nobody bats a thousand. That's what I'm saying. I would say Capullo's like eight hundred. He he very rarely does a bad panel. There were two of them in this book. Bad panels that I saw. But that's not bad when you're looking at an entire book. And w- w- the one panel that I absolutely think is is one of his finest panels, and it's so simple. It, it's just when, when uh, Kendra says Batman must have triggered Red Tornado, and you see her, and she's got the gun in her hand, and she's and she's visibly shaken. That is a gorgeous face. That you you, you can't that do is, that. that is, it's a gorgeous right. face. The the way her her the the arc of the eyebrow, the way it, it, it moves, mm-hmm. the lips, the eyes are perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know this woman. I want to meet right. this woman because she's she's drop dead gorgeous. But then again, then you get a panel like. Um, it's a profile of Wonder Woman, and she's saying, um, "No, oh, where is it?" The page before. Oh, she's league, and she's oh. going Aegea formation now. That's a horrendous panel. That head's not even right. The no. the I don't want to pick apart anatomy, but that's just a bad profile. That's it's not good. But that's rare for Capullo. You know what I mean? You look at the top panel you get the bottom panel the panel to the right they're great panels that's just that's just not a good panel but it, he he seems looser in this but not in a bad way than well, he was well, in yeah. batman which was so meticulous there's some some right. panels where he's crazy loose um especially when well no, no i but, said it wasn't in a bad way i just mean it is mm-hmm. definitely a a different style and i don't know if it was a functional decision because he needed to get it done under a shorter timeline or he made the artistic decision of doing it this way because he felt like stretching his uh, stylistic chops a little bit. I don't know which is which if we'll ever know, but, but it's, it definitely is deliberate yeah. in that, it, and, in that and it's I, different from Batman. I, I don't think his Wonder Woman is, is uh, attractive enough. I think she's a little too harsh. If, if you're going to make, if you're going to make Kendra more attack, more attractive than Wonder Woman, we have a problem. Diana should be the most beautiful woman in the room. Always, I agree. The uh, I I have a problem when the faces, when the expressions betray the words coming out of their heads. It's mm-hmm. it's for Superman to tell Kendra to stop being cryptic. Uh, it's almost like he's smiling in that case when when Superman is trying to find out if. Um, I mean, it's because of the way the panel ends, so you really can't see Batman's face all too well. But but Superman is, is pleading with Batman to please tell me this isn't what you're investigating. Um, there are a lot of times where, especially with the Flash, people are smiling and smirking a lot when when this is supposed to be something 
serious and and it just it it doesn't work well with with my eye and i just it it took me out of some things it, it didn't mm-hmm. make it feel as important as it was as it as it should have been as it's supposed to be right um there's a, a panel to your point where flash is talking to her and he he says if this is true it would change everything we know about everything what proof do you have which is a very accusatory serious mm-hmm. set of uh dialogue and then he's got a big smile on his face in the picture yeah. so yeah i see your point there i didn't notice it when i was reading it but i i, I see your point now and we we may be really scrutinizing this more than we do some other books, but it, it's, yeah. it's, it's I enjoyed those... it though. I have to say, I mean, I did enjoy it. I, I it's a hell of a lot I... of fun. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 so far so good. I mean, we've got what five more issues. It's a six issue. I mean, series, I, right? they, they have me and, and like, this is something that Gil and I were quite happy to, to point out on, on Saturday is that, you know, you have, you have the Will Payton star man. On on a page mm-hmm. and a panel in, in this book, mm-hmm. so I mean, right there, I mean, you, you kind of, I, I I was going along for the ride at the start, but you know, you throw that at me, and and now I'm full attention. So it's when we get to little things like that, um, it makes the rest of um, any of what I might see as a shortcoming a, a, easier to swallow, and and, a, and you know, and, and you see the egg and you just know that plastic man is surprised or is reacting in some way since you have the funky little exclamation uh, point right next to him. But it, it's, it's a, um, yeah, I mean, and, and even with the last page, I, it, it's, there is enough here to um, get me to see what the second issue is about. I, I think my, my only, my only concern is the number of if it was just straight and I'm oh I'm sure you can just read the the sixth issue of of metal and and get the entire story but I mean we have we have a bunch of issues that 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 tie in to this and and <laughs> both, a lot all companies do you know it's not like look at Secret Empire it's not like we mm-hmm. can just we're not pointing fingers it's just like if I just wanted to read metal. Um, I, I now have to worry about whether or not I'm going to miss something because I I don't aside from the the Judas contract I'm not reading Teen Titans I'm I'm I read Nightwing every so often but you know mm-hmm. and even and even that now I also instead of just regular tie-in issues now there's Batman Red Death or, or Batman the the Dawnbreaker so so there's a whole bunch of one shots so yeah there's there's but those are the bad. The bad cats, right? Right from the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the ones that you see in the um, in silhouette. But and I'm I don't, you know, there's a Justice League issue. Yeah, I mean, there's just I'll finally have to read a Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. I don't know. I I kind of just want to enjoy metal and yeah, I get it. There's enough characters in here where yeah, it's got to spill over. But um, I you know, I, I wasn't even I wasn't even bothered by the first page. Because usually, whenever you encounter, whenever I encounter something like, oh, there were three tribes, <laughs> you know, the the wolf, the bear, and the bird. Like mm-hmm. no one has ever heard of this before in the DC universe. Do, you know, Doctor Fate doesn't know about this. What? Uh-huh. Or or the Phantom Stranger, Stranger. is not yeah. aware about this. He should be right. right? 
there's not a story you can't tell a story with Batman or Superman or any established character without applying some kind of revisionist history. It, mm-hmm. It's impo- it's impossible. So I let this go. Uh, my my I, I suspended that disbelief. It doesn't really matter. All we all we need to know is there was three tribes. One came in called the Bat and 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 started to do some really nasty stuff. Uh, the Waynes were the Bat tribe, and then they switched to the Bird tribe, and that's why Carter Hall, through time, left his journal at the Wayne. Um, in, into the hands of Bruce Wayne and that's where Bruce learned about the metal and what's going on um, there's a lot of elements involved in this story like um, most of them are in the casting I think uh, when when the the um, the League of Immortals is awesome I want to see more of these because they're, they're, they're powerhouses in this, this league Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're to believe that the fact that they are immortals is because they have the nth metal in their blood, right? Right. You you guys got that out of it, okay? Yeah. Hence your um, midichlorian reference. Yes, and and I think um, I think the fact that the gods have abandoned Earth is is very important. Uh, that to me says you guys are on your own. You got to figure this out. This is cool. I'm down with it. Uh, the, sun, the sun blade was very cool because um, it's uh, you know conceptually Bruce is being illuminated he's being given guidance by the gods mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure that it registers with me either bad or good that Duke has the the um, the metal in his blood and that's why he was tagged by both Bruce and the Joker like I'm, I really don't believe that. I don't. That's the part that I struggle with. What do you mean you don't believe it? I don't believe that that was the case initially. Why? Why the Joker decided to f with with Duke, or why? Oh, why, okay. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Bruce says to if Bruce knew that this kid had some kind of an anomaly, anomaly with his blood, doesn't mm-hmm. the anomaly? Warrant more investigation rather than the kid. You, you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Like, he wouldn't he want to get at the, the, the not the symptom but the cause? Right. It just doesn't make sense. Bruce doesn't mm-hmm. think that way. Uh, but I, it was cool. I liked the Ramita Junior um, sequence with with uh, Wonder Woman and, and Batman and in. in uh, a fest. I mean, there's so much we can go into here, and I, I don't know if we should be taking up any more time with this, but I think it's safe to say this is a fun event. That absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fun. It, it doesn't seem that, at least from my vantage point, it doesn't seem like uh, it's being touted as um, this dire. It, it is dire, but. You don't get the feeling that DC is 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 approaching it from that vantage point. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. So so look at it. If it, it's great art, um, even though it changes a lot in the, the <laughs> two one shots, Dap doesn't like that. 
just give it a, give it a look. It, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's for me. It's the anti-event. And to be clear, yes, it's not that I don't like when you have multiple artists <laughs> in one issue. <laughs> if there was one scene, if if Andy Kubert took care of all the Carter Hall pages and Jim Lee took right, care right. of all the Batman pages and John Romita Jr. took care of Duke and Green Lantern, that'd be one thing. But you turn a page and there's Batman by John Romita Jr. And then it was right after Jim Lee drew some Batman with, with Mr. Miracle. And it's just, it's, yeah. that is where I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, which is why this was mostly the, the story. The writers were pretty much just, just kind of telling you where to go and what to follow. And, and the art was almost like it was, yeah, it's a fantastic artist, but it was almost like they were an afterthought because it just, you're going to draw this page and it's so it, people can dig that. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I just, I, I nobody's saying you're wrong. I might rather it just would have looked a little different. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So what you want to talk about, Jason? You got you got the con. I got the con. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Ooh. Um. Well, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I did want to shout out all new Wolverine. Um. <laughs> I'm not reading a lot of Marvel books in single issue right now. Probably the, the fewest of my life, frankly. Um, but I have really enjoyed Tom Taylor's take on uh, on the for- former X-23, now Wolverine, taking her quote-unquote dad's namesake. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been well done. Um, she, in the last... I guess two arcs, well, two and a half arcs, there was an homage to Enemy of the State, where, for those that don't know her character, she was, she's a clone of, of, of Wolverine, and she was raised to be a killing machine, the perfect killing machine, and one of the things that she's always had is there's a scent that they've embedded into her, uh, that, that when they, when they, it's a pheromone, and when they release the pheromone, it puts her into a rage state an unstoppable rage state. And it's always tormented her. There have been different points in um, various series uh, that she has um, been exposed to the, the pheromone and it's caused her to, to do horrible things. Um, in in one of the arcs, she comes to and she, it looks like she's killed an entire t- t- small town of people. Um, and it was it's one of those things where you, you see the aftermath and then they go back in time to show you what actually happened. Uh, and she thinks she did it, but what it actually is is that um, the, the the scientific group that developed her is trying to get her back. And uh, she had a handler back when she was being raised named Chimera, who's essentially an indestructible mutant um, and a taskmaster. Not the taskmaster, but, but, but a taskmaster. And um, she's always been her nemesis because she's always had a handle on her. Um, and she pops back up and has has brought in one of Laura's um, recall in the first arc of the book that we were introduced to a bunch of other uh, female Wolverine clones that are clones of Laura 
and she takes them in as kind of her pseudo family and one of them the youngest one Gabby becomes her surrogate little sister uh, and it's hinted at repeatedly through old man Logan and others that um, that that Gabby has a very dark future and she may be evil incarnate um, but right now she's a cute little girl who happens to be a badass uh, in any event one of the other uh, clone sisters that we thought dead is is alive and, and well but she's um, on the dark side as it were and they essentially frame Laura into making her think that she's gone into a race state and killed all these people um, but uh, through these machinations and, and, a, and another run in with Chimera um, Laura gets the help of her new found buddies in the X-Men and Jean Grey goes into her mind and clears her of the of the association with the pheromone so she's now no longer uh, beholden to that which is cool um then we had, and then the the current arc is a, is a is a fun little arc. It's a three issue arc. We're two issues in, where and it's just a classic throwback to some of the fun uh, mutant related stories. Which is that, um, in the prior arc, there is a little girl, a little alien girl, crash lands on the Earth, and she's carrying a disease, a virus, and the virus is going to wipe out lots of people. And it takes uh, some quick handiwork by some scientists and some superheroes, as well as uh, the blood of people like Laura and and Gabby and some other healers like Deadpool, um, it takes their their blood to be synthesized into something that can cure this virus. So the the virus nearly wipes out a big chunk of the population, and it turns out that the girl was sent to the Earth to find Laura, um, which is the big mystery. Why did she ask for Laura? Why would an alien little girl know about her? And it turns out that uh, the little girl. Um, was sent as basically a last bastion of hope to rescue uh, another um, group of people that are that are off world on another place. So Laura figures all this out, and she wants to get to the bottom of things and figure out why someone's talking, you know, putting her name on it. And so she teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, woot woot, and they fly off to a base uh, where a bunch of scientists are holed up. And it turns out that. Uh, when you think space baddies, you often think of the brood, and that's what happens. They're, the brood have overwhelmed uh, this colony, have stolen their research animals, have stolen a lot of their people, and made more brood. And this research colony was working on different scientific experiments, inclusive of a virus. And they tried to expose the virus to the brood to kill them. But that was dumb because the brood, as we all know, are symbiotes and can adapt. So they ended up being carriers of this virus. But uh, becoming even more of a of, of a rage based animalistic version of themselves, and and um, made that basically the scientists made matters worse. So they're hiding now, trying to keep themselves alive at this point. And uh, and luckily for them, the plan worked because Laura um, and and the crew do come up with a vaccine, uh, as I mentioned, on Earth, and they bring it here. And uh, they have to do battle with the Brood. The 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 one flying the ointment here, though, is that. Um, Amidst the melee, uh, Gabby gets overwhelmed by a bunch of brood. Now, Gabby is like Lauren, like Logan, has an incredible healing factor. So you're led to think, well, okay, I mean, they, she's probably fine. But here's the thing. As it turns out, the brood are, are amazed to see that when they they tie her up to into the you know the, the webbing or what have you that they do to keep their prey, they see that her, her wounds heal super quickly. And so the, the head brood 
uh, is intrigued by that and communicates with the queen who's off world and they conclude that, that Laura's special, right? That she's got these special powers and they decide to make her a queen because of her healing ability. And they turn Gabby into a queen brood. And it's like a, a sick, like giant brood with like, uh, with spiky talon claws instead of, uh, instead of their normal appendages. And, uh, and that's that's where we are. We're kind of middle through the arc, where now they have to either fight, kill, or cure Gabby Brood. So it's just a fun little story. Again, no no major consequences to the broader Marvel universe. Familiar tropes, right? When you think of of Wolverine and the X Men, they've had many run-ins with the Brood. We've had many instances of the Brood infesting Logan and him having to fight through it and that sort of thing. So it's 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 not Taylor is treading on familiar territory. But it's well-paced. I love the artwork. Uh, Leonard Kirk's the artist on this arc. Uh, and I just think it's a lot of fun. So I continue to, to, to enjoy that, that book quite a bit. Um, which brings me to Generations, Wolverine and All-New Wolverine. Now, I don't know if you guys know more about this than I do, but these Generation books are... What I do know is that they pair the classic version of a character with their modern interpretation. So we've got, I think this week, the Thor and Mighty Thor book came out. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, we had a Hulk, and we had an Amadeus and a Bruce Banner Hulk book uh, a couple weeks back. So this is the Wolverine book, but what I'm not clear about is what exactly is going on beyond that, because in this book, we're taken all the way back to when Logan was living slash married to Yuriko, and they and their daughter Akiko, um, and the hand for some reason have captured her, their daughter, and he's trying to fight them. And suddenly, Laura in her Wolverine costume is there, and she helps Logan, and she's a total badass. And he he doesn't know who she is, and this is you know she's basically basically Laura has been brought back in time to fight in this battle with Logan, and they're victorious. As a happy ending, Laura gets to say her piece to him, say hi, Dad, tell him to go in and be a good do- be a good father and go read a story and spend time with his daughter, um, so forth, so on. And it's it's a fine issue, also written by Tom Taylor. Actually, it's a fine issue it, if you treat it like a like a what if or an Elseworlds. I, I'm not sure though why X23 went back. Um, if there's a broader purpose, if uh, she she disappears at the end, fades off, so I'm assuming she fades back into her own reality. I don't know if this is a memory or a psychic trip, or if she really does go back to help change his past. I, I don't know what the, the broader connecting mechanism of these Generations books is. Um, they don't explain it in this one. Um, I would say if there's a downside to this, other well, putting aside that I don't quite know why they why this is happening in the first place, the other downside is um, uh, Rosanas is the artist, the same guy that did the Ant-Man book. Um, it's not strong. It's not strong art. <laughs> it's, Sorry. It's, what? Sorry, it's not strong. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish it was for you. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, but no, I'm just saying it's, it's just stiff, a little too much poser, not, not great Can, panel composition. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Because I'm going to bring something up at the end, but go ahead. Yeah, 
So I, this was – I hate when people say what's why did this story happen because we're talking about fictional comic books and you could literally say that about every story. So I, I think it's lazy yeah. to criticize a book for by implying that there's no reason for it to exist. But um, but I am left wondering what the point of the book was other than, hey, let's tell an interesting one-shot where we take the two versions of these iconic characters and put them together. Uh, and maybe that is the only point. Maybe there is no broader narrative. I, I, that I don't know. Um, I suspect there is, and I suspect it leads into legends. But um, point being, the, the, Wolver- the Generations Wolverine and all-new Wolverine one-shot uh, nowhere near as strong as what Taylor's doing on the main all-new Wolverine book, in my opinion. That I would recommend you read if uh, if you're if you're one of the many of us that miss Wolverine and are jonesing for a Wolverine-esque book. And Fang's in it. How many people are jonesing for a Wolverine book? Like, Dude, a lot of people, bro. <laughs> it's Wolverine. Do you guys have a club? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> It's the same. It's it's bigger than the club that gets excited about Hawkman. Oh my God! <laughs> you are so vicious when you're cornered, aren't you? Oh, he's like Wolverine, like a caged animal, bitch. It's like screw that that Hawkman, bitch. That's not <laughs> even nice. I've got yeah. metal wings. Dive. Oh. <laughs> that is the farthest from what Hawkman is, but what's okay? <sighs> So there you go, Vince. That's what I wanted to talk about. Cool. How about you? How about me? You talking about me or Dap? Because Dap sent either one me of some, you. Dap sent me some images um, earlier uh, in the day that he said about he what? wanted he wanted to use them for the the episode, and I have yet to hear him talk on on this uh, this this two issue story. So I want to hear more reprint. Yes. Yes. Have you ever read it, Vince? I have. When yep. it came out way back when? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Vince oh, I is, uh, is a It was originally published as a graphic novel uh, by Eclipse in 1980. I have in my possession autographed by the writer the two-issue reprint. Um, it's Detectives, Inc., Written by Don McGregor and illustrated by the amazing Marshall Rogers. Colors by Tim Smith. Beautifully lettered by Tom Wazikowski. Um, I it's going through the long boxes and organizing everything. I um, I found these. They were autographed in '99, but I believe I picked them up at a convention uh, on the cheap and. Um, finally got around to reading them and it was um it's it's weird because it's not it's not dated it doesn't feel really like it's a product of his time many other clothes and, and and the car but um not so much maybe the the themes or or the the content of of the story basically there are the, the two detectives are um uh ted denning and Bob Rainier and they uh, they run a detective agency. Um, Bob is divorced and uh, doesn't necessarily uh, treat women the best way. Um, 
but he still he still tries the, the mystery the 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 reason they're hired is because a um bob's ex-wife uh she has a friend who's um a midwife um her her lover has been killed and the police just deem it a hit and run no uh no foul play and and they've just you know moved on um there is more to the story and uh what impresses about these two issues um and you'll see the images as far as the uh with the episodes published uh how much Marshall Rogers packs onto every page. There are there are a lot of panels. Some panels are small. Some are a little larger, but every single panel is packed with detail in the background or other characters, other um yep. it doesn't it doesn't matter. He's just there is absolutely no um the only time there really isn't a background is when he's trying to um force your eye to follow the action and it uh it works really well there's a little bit almost feels a little bit like paul smith um it's uh it there's there's some of um that early not simonson's style but the way he would uh have some of his characters with their body language and and the way the action would flow um there's a slight feel about that but um It's it's dirty too it is. It is a it, yes. It's it's mature readers. It, there's some language there. There's some nudity there. Uh, there's a hand job there. It's a. Um, it's a shadow. It, it's actually. Job. It was what? It's a oh, shadow. It, it, isn't the well, hand yeah, job? I mean, you don't see it, in the middle of the park where yeah, she's just got her hand in front of him. But no, 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 not yeah, no. Earlier on when they're walking through the park. Oh right, right, right. Okay. Um, but basically this. This story, as far as uh, any any, if you want to, as far as records go, this was the actual. This was the first. This is a story that that features the first lesbian uh, couple in mass market comics. Um, oh, really? Yes, uh, between the midwives. So it, it's. I, I thought you know the whole mystery was pretty neat, but but what really impressed me uh was just the was it, this was and there's back matter with these issues um this was originally uh don mcgregor designed created the two characters he and um he and a friend uh alex simmons were going to play the two characters in uh in in basically homemade movies and uh he just i, I guess mcgregor just really has a feel for these for these two detectives um they're near and dear to him so he uh and i i admit to i haven't read a ton of don mcgregor's work yeah i i know he's written black panther he's he's written yeah he's, he's written spider-man and of course he those two issues were drawn by uh marshall rogers he, he tends to work with creators that um on the same creators on on projects whether it's jim colin or rich buckler or marshall rogers uh but he um i there's there's a lot of text especially 
uh, at the beginning of chapters, uh, setting the scene. So it, part of it feels like it could have been a novel, and then uh, that's when Marshall Rogers decides to illustrate the rest of it. Each chapter is, is only a few pages, uh, just as far. It, it, it's it's written kind of like a, a Slam Slade or, or Philip Marlowe type uh, P.I., story where you know you they go somewhere to they they set the scene they have a conversation and then they move it on to to the next the next chapter which takes place somewhere else so uh it it moves quick this is really strange that you should be talking about this now why because i'm reading saber the 30th uh-huh. anniversary edition of written uh, by Don McGregor and Paul Galassi, right? Yep. Of the art, and there's a text piece in the beginning of the book. Uh huh. And and Don says, uh, as I stated, I had created Detectives Incorporated in 1969. In 1981, I got to do it in the version most people know today, a remembrance of Threatening Green with Marshall yep. Rogers. I got to tell Marshall the year before he died, how much his work on that book still meant to me. He could have done any book at that time, and he chose to devote two years of his life to those private detectives I still love so dearly, Denning and Rainier. Marshall never shied away from anything in the book. The complex storytelling, the sexuality, the small human moments that I treasure so much to this day. Um, when was, uh, at the time I was conceiving the original series in 1976 I told Dean Mullaney there wasn't many people who remembered me as the horror writer at that time I was known for heroic fantasy I'm trying to find out where this uh, Detectives Incorporated portion ends uh, I knew I couldn't start with but, but, okay so what I'm trying to say is one the universe is really strange in that you would talk about this, and I'm reading Saber, uh, 30th anniversary on the flip side. But the fact that Detectives Incorporated has the first lesbian couple in comics, isn't Saber the first interracial couple with with Saber and Melissa? Oh, maybe. It, it's I'm definitely sure. the first interracial couple I can remember reading, but, you know... Memory is fleeting. I, I don't right. know if it's it's the first, but to my eyes, it kind of was. So we should look into this, right? Yes. Yes, we should. It would establish Don McGregor as somebody who should not be um, mentioned in, oh, yeah, and Don McGregor. Like, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. He's, big deal. Yeah. He's not somebody uh, you mentioned in passing or uh, I... I I think he is anyway, and and it's, uh, oh yeah, Kill Raven also. Um, and for people listening at home, we did not plan this. Seriously, no. I we I no. did not. Dap did not. Definitely did not. Um, the, you know, it, it's, it's, and this was absolute, and and I, this was later, both because. A, uh, a remembrance of threatening green was 1980. The second collection, uh, a terror of dying dreams came out in 1985. That was illustrated, uh, by Gene Colan. 
which was actually produced from uh, in sepia tone from his pencils, which looks weird because it's lettered. And even when you have, um, I mean, you have the the word balloons outlined in black, the letters are in black, but even when you have uh, signs or anything in the background, those are in the stark black lines of the letters. And, and it just, it, it makes the art pop because it looks slightly strange in contrast, but uh, the two, they were, um, they were, eventually re-released uh, I believe um, from Image in uh, like 2001 so um, no this is available yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was Image I'm going to double check that but uh, they were um, I won't for right now the the, uh, the art by Rogers when he just has somebody uh even when he's having Rainier put his pants on in in uh, in his apartment when Ted comes over to get him ready for work the next day, he's he's hopping up and down and and he's putting one leg in his pit and it's but it's it's from a distance so you're getting the full body you're not and so you're not up close and personal watching him be clumsy but but the way Rogers just has even when someone is someone falls to their knees on the ground. And another character leans over or, or kneels down next to them. It's it's just it's it's very it's very human. It's not uh, there's nothing exaggerated about it. There isn't anything that uh, it's it's not super heroics at all. It's just it's it very well could be something you'd watch uh, on on TV or or in a movie. It, it's very um, it's a very low key type story, but but absolutely the uh, the attraction for me is 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 Rogers' art uh, and the story that um, that McGregor is telling with this just straightforward story. You're not uh, there's kind of a narrator as far as um, when you're reading the beginning of each chapter, but for the most part. Uh, the art tells the story. Um, they just work very, very well together. McGregor and, and Rogers. It's a, uh, it was, it was a treat, man. I just, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you're, we, we've said it before and it's something we usually say when, when it's around con season, but you know, when, when you, you don't know what you're going to find in the back issue bins and, and it's may not be anything you've ever read before you might not be hunting for things to 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 fill in gaps or, or reclaim what you've once lost but if if I mean, a lot of the things i have behind me waiting to get in put in boxes were all bought three for a dollar boxes or, or, or 50 cent bins and some things i've never read before it's just you know whether it catches your eye whether it's the creative team that uh that moves you to buy it but i mean you know if you for for four bits, if you could find something that that's going to just kind of transport you or or make you aware of something you missed before, then I think it's definitely worth it. That's definitely one of the reasons why I enjoy going through the bin so much, is because if you can find something that can occupy your time for an hour, for under a dollar, and and mm-hmm. make you and make you remember like. <laughs> 
the joy of of because there's no attachments when you pay a buck for something you have no you have no attachment to that other than the fact that this thing costs you a buck it's not mm-hmm. okay issue 4 in a 10 issue series or it's not part of a current event or there there's there's no other trappings with this thing other than you got it cheap you pulled it out of a box it looked good to you i'm going to sit down and read it and it's like wow there's there's not too many feelings in life that are, that are as good as that in my book right being a comic fan yes the birth of children and shit like that that I'm, you know, notwithstanding, but in in terms of being a comic book fan, that's one of the greatest feelings. Like, oh, it's amazing. I agree. And one of the things I wanted to mention before we move on was Detectives Incorporated. One of the reasons um, that, uh, coupled with Marshall Rogers' detective work, was one of the reasons why I was so looking forward to his run on. Silver Surfer. Yeah, that 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 was you could you could tell something was wrong. Yeah, it's just it, that work on Silver Surfer is nowhere near no. as as accomplished as anything he released before that. And it was like I said, you know, because you don't know being a fan, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it was just right. like. Oh God! What is this? This is yeah. not Marshall Rogers. And then, you know, stuff happens. So, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe reread those if I could find them. Yeah, I have I have I have them somewhere. I just um, don't know what. Box but yes, in. in in 2001, the image uh, published both. Both collections. Hmm. Both, it would, it would probably be easier and cheaper to just buy the reprints, right? Yeah, I'd be curious to see um, if they how it looks as far as coloring, because some of the coloring it is there are scenes that take place at night uh, in the rain. The um, some of the color is flat, so it's it may be hard to. Uh, make out some of the characters or when they're on the beach um, on a rooftop it's I would be interested to see you know I don't know how this would I don't know if the graphic novels were like on glossier paper like the Marvel graphic novel line so this is more on the um, Mondo Baxter paper and I like to see what the image reprints look like yeah there's a very popular um Back issue comic shop online. The uh, the image collection of the uh, first book is they don't have it. It's out of stock. But the Gene Colan one, if you wanted to read it in the image edition, would set you back fifteen dollars and seventy five cents. Huh. Yep. So there you go. I want to talk about an image book. Oh, what you want yeah. to talk about? Do you now? I'm probably going to lose one of you with this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not, but one of you have um, expressed um, displeasure with some of the dialogue in this book. 
what is that noise? Uh, it was. It's. It's not even out yet. It's going to come out September thirtieth. It was written by Cy Spurrier, mm-hmm. and the art is by Casper Wingard. It's called Angelic Number One. It is. Ah, you, who, Jason? Did you read this too? Nope. Oh, okay. I know David did. So I did. That's the one I'm telling you. I'm going to lose because. Correct me if I'm wrong. What'd you think? Did the dialogue kill you? No, no, the dialogue didn't kill me. <gasps> really? Yes. Something did though. Um, no, it uh, it it redeemed itself by the end of the issue. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so here's good. I like that. Here's the setup, Jason. It's it's a post-apocalyptic. Um, earth man is nowhere to be found at least not in the first issue the remnants of man are everywhere you got buildings uh technology is still around to a certain extent the buildings have been overgrown by by plant life but um there is there are still some civilizations extant on the planet and they are animals um animals now speak um the one of the races we are introduced to in the first issue there there are a lot of simians and they have these monkeys have wings um and as the book opens you get this um group of of simians from some place called the roost and they're 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 defending against uh flying dolphins and the, and the dolphins are all tricked out like they got they have propulsion they they're not even complete dolphins like it looks like david correct me if i'm wrong like parts of their bodies are missing right yes um they they have 8 bit pictograms on them they're their their eyes are um, covered with some kind of technology, like and they're flying. They're flying dolphins, and and they go on a raid, and the 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 simians have to defend against the the, the dolphins. And most all of this, well, to to the participants, all of those participating in the defending of the 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 roost are male, because women don't fight. And one of them decides to fight. And her name is um, Quora. Q-O-R-A. Quora. And she's a, a female simian. She's a monkey. But they have wings. They fly. And, and these, these monkeys are defending their, their, their area against these dolphins. And they're like, are you serious? Why are you even here? You're not even supposed to be doing this. Um, and she's like, why? Why am I not supposed to be doing this? Like, that's the thing about this Cora. She questions everything. The, um, the society is very religious. And the, uh, the makers, which we're, we should assume are, are, are humans, are homo sapiens, um, 
are revered. They don't know where they came from or where they went. They, the lore tells them that the, the humans went away into the stars and then they'll come back someday. It sounds familiar, right? Um, and and the, the, the simians just believe, not because they have fact-checked and they have evidence of the humans going to the stars. They believe because it's in the lore. They don't question the lore. They just believe it. And this this Korra questions freaking everything. And she gets slapped down every time. She's the, well, why can't women fight? Because now you're in trouble. Uh, why, extra duties. Extra duties. Why Why do we believe in, in this? Because we do. And and it's it gets really, it's maddening after a while that, that the reason that um, they're, all of their belief systems is just because that's basically the excuse that she's given just because why do we believe this just because and and i struggle with this because my entire life that's what i was told why do we go to church every sunday because why do we believe in god well because well did we ever question why we do these things no we just do it because because our i did <laughs> right you did but it, i mean in an italian family you don't Sure. That's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And and I did. And and he, so so I love this character just because she has the balls. Um and I, I hate to say that because she's female, but she has the gumption, the moxie, the, the chutzpah to actually question the status quo. Why do we do these things? And at one point there's a there's another character called Alter. And he is a big, high, muckety-muck, and he's male. Um, and the uh, the females, upon marriage, they lose their wings. Their wings are, are, are cut from their backs. And if that doesn't sound like genital mutilation, then you're not paying attention, right? <laughs> so the, the, the female monkeys, are, are they lose that thing it, it's not the thing that makes them female in genital manip, you know mutilation but as as a uh conceptual uh you know hook it's it's very similar but the thing that got me was um she is is uh scheduled to be married to this altar monkey and he, and she's like in the middle of one of her diatribes against why we just believe why aren't we why 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 and and he says he uses the f word and i can't stand this word it's one of the most disgusting words in the english language to me um because well i just don't like the word and the word is faith he uses the faith <laughs> word she's like why do we believe and he's like you because of faith faith is is an explanation where there is none right to, to me and um he says, this is the most disgusting line in the book, that the marriage will fix her as if she's somehow broken now, mm -hmm. the way she questions and ponders and wonders. And just her, her nature as, as her, herself, that once she's married and once she has a family and once she's in the system, that she'll be fixed. That, that line right there made me hate this character want to see him dead 
What do you, what do you think, Dad? Uh, no, he's definitely not designed to be likable. Um, Cora is our heroine of the story. Uh, she's our our eyes to this world. Um, it was a pretty solid mm-hmm. setup as far as getting you acclimated, um, making you aware of what everything uh, the world is what this world is about. Uh, the it's weird because I wasn't sure where the title of the book where it was going to take us, uh, but it's pretty pretty apparent once you get halfway into the book. Uh, not even um, ten eleven pages in. Yeah, and, very and very much about religion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but once um, there's there's very as far as this first issue goes. There really isn't anybody in the middle. You're either going to like a character or dislike a character. Um, even because Cora really, really doesn't have anyone that she can confide in or or relate to. And uh, she really doesn't see herself as 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 a breeder or, or brooding material. It, it's just this is, right. you know, I'm... It's almost like a tomboy, but there's she realizes that that there's more than uh, than just being observant to 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 your male mate and and just rearing a bunch of kids. Um, yeah, the one panel where she's and and Jason, there's a caste system with these yes. these systems that um, uh, Simeon's you could get married to a, a man of standing and you are ranked like there's there's a, a high wife and a low Kinda wife. like mormons yeah. yeah 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 there's there's the chosen wife and then there's the i guess you're okay you'll pass muster wife you know what i mean yeah and and cora is scheduled is is slated to be a low wife and she's mm-hmm. talking to the high wife and the wife is like what are you crazy this is an honor you have yeah. been chosen look at me and she's she's showing that her wings have been cut off, and he's like, "We'll be scar sisters, aren't you happy?" And and Cora just looks at her, and she's just like, and and it struck me that they would go to this length to to show how how shaken she is by this. She just says, P-, like it's just the letter P and a period, yeah. and then she says, "Praise, so happy," and and you just see the look in her eye, like she is just, she's. She's distraught, like so yeah. at a loss of of like, man, this this world just sucks ass. Yeah. It, it it and the thing is, it's a very dark book in terms of subject matter, but the visuals, I mean, it's candy colored. It's pastel. Yeah, I'm looking at the art now. I uh it Hearing you guys talk about the book, I'm surprised by the way the art looks. I'm not reading the words right now; I'm just looking through the pages. But it's, uh, it's very, a bright, it's almost like a Saturday Saturday cartoony looking. Yeah, book. I I mm-hmm. love 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 everything about this first issue. Cool. Yeah. I Are like we allowed that, to talk about it yet? I hope. Uh, yeah, because it was. Um, oh damn! According to the that. image email, uh, the uh, if they're 
in those folders, then uh, there's no embargo. Oh, we're Gucci. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank goodness, huh? <laughs> but it's uh, been a shorter episode. Yeah, I don't want to. It's funny wanna... what you say about uh, about the just because I was having a very spirited uh, and and thought provoking conversation with my two oldest boys when we were at dinner the other night about this very thing. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, as you know, uh, I've tried not to impart my my views on on them, although I've always said that if they were curious about them, I wouldn't lie to them. And um, so, yeah, that we had interesting conversations around that very idea of of, be, of the just because and, and why I think the way I think and, and why the majority of the world doesn't think that way. And to me, it, it really does come down to that very thing of most people are not comfortable with with the idea that randomness or just because um, just are you know aren't acceptable answers right like they just like the, like the the how did the universe get created or why do certain things happen and you know it's it ties i mean i'm not i'm preaching the converted here it's ties back in the whole opiate for the masses and and that sort of thing and uh so it's 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 a theme I've spent a lot of my life thinking through, um, and and the role that then not just religion. I mean, religion is the easy target there, but it's it's really any belief system, right? Right. I mean, I mean, it, it could. And, and by the way, we we all we all buy into our own belief systems. Like I, I, uh, I mean, I've heard people make the argument that like monogamy or, or marriage are are a false construct right because as an as, as an animal we're not you know what i mean True and, and yet i and, and yet i well and yet i wholeheartedly buy into those like i'm true like 100 percent, and I, I i've given myself over to that construct if in fact it is a construct because um, you have you've yet to find another a woman that could that is better than the one you have well, well, you're not well, looking i mean because that's nice of you to say but i mean i've always been that way though i've never i mean when i was younger i didn't step out or fool around either it's just the way i am and and again i'm not saying that for any kind of moral value judgment i'm saying that 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 um even when you have strong feelings against things like religion we 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 need to be we need to be self you know we need to be self uh uh analytical and accept that uh unless you're a tried and true anarchist um you know, you, you, you do give in to some degree of conceited, you know, some kind of construct you, you're, you, you do, you do acquiesce or give your life to, um, in some form. So, well, sure. The, the act of the, the anarchy is a construct in itself. So true. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, um, not to, to, to spoil it. There, there are, um, appearances of things, uh, from the shadows, uh, there is um, a um, uh, another appearance towards the end that 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 puts it in a whole different um, parts of it in a whole different light. I don't want to say too much because I think you should read this book. It's that it's there are so many unanswered questions in this thing. What happened to man? Why is the is the 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 world like this? Why is technology so important? to these creatures because a lot of their um, rituals are built around technology. They, at one point they, they're chanting reset defaults, reset defaults. <laughs> like it, what the hell is going on? 
Um, and and there's there's an altar that is uh, illuminated from within by some kind of energy. It's just uh, it's a very very thought provoking book, and um, yet cartoony and and bright and colorful and just it's a strange animal. It <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it. I pat myself on the back. The, uh, Angelic is a really strange animal. There's not too many books on the stands that are gonna. Um, you know, scratch themselves like this one. So I think it's well worth the attention. What do you say, Dad? I would agree. I, I would. I would definitely agree. Uh, I want to know as much as you're not really supposed to care about the uh, face cat. I, I'd like to know more about them. Um, Although they really don't take any shit from the dolphins. Uh, well, nobody does. Dolphins are like scum. <laughs> <laughs> nobody are. likes the damn dolphins. Which is probably why Jason won't like the book. Uh, the, um, we've yet to see a whale, though. Can you imagine? Yes. Maybe it's the whale from animosity. The, the, uh, no, I, I think it's, I think it's a, uh, I, I know that I, took a gamble on it when, when we were doing the the previews a couple months back I decided to add it to my to my list um, and I believe I was after reading a couple of pages of it I, I joked with you by saying that uh, I think I made a mistake and I went with Angelic when I should have went maybe with Spice Seal um, but I was sold by the time I got good, to the end good. see that was what I was talking about yeah where um, you know and and, and seeing Cora's reaction when uh, it emerges, it, it's yeah. There's 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 enough. This was this was a really really good first issue because it it tells you what this world is about as far as where what it is right now. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't give you so much where you know. There's some issues where I feel would have been would have benefited with a few extra pages or maybe if the first issue was double sized or, uh, but this is one where I think it ends it. The, the cliffhanger is, is pretty much perfect. And, and, uh, I, yeah. I want to know, uh, where it's going from here. I, um, I, I, I liked it a lot. And there's a, there's an element of, um, um, some kind of a toxic calamity, there, there, there's clouds of, of this toxic yuck, and um, if you, if a child is born out of wedlock, if they, if the, the, the parents don't succumb to this this ritual, uh, the child is is taken because it's not official, and and it's cast into the toxic yuck and and left to die. It's it this this is like an uncompromisingly brutal world and it's just it's nuts i gotta know everything about this i'm hoping that whenever this series um is finished that we get some kind of a guidebook <laughs> on you know what i mean like this like like the the gazetteer of of what this world of this world if it is in fact earth i don't know it's just it's just amazing to me just how complex this first issue was the 
I don't know if, and I really can't say because I never, I never actually finished watching Wall-E, but uh, apparently the elevator pitch is Wall-E meets Watership Down. Yeah, I can kind of see the Watership you, Down. You, there could be a whole session at a psychiatrist with you and Pixar movies. Right? It's crazy. Like, you're the only person I've ever heard of that doesn't finish Pixar movies or doesn't like some of them. Yes. Why Why didn't you finish Wally? I think it was getting too depressing. At first, I mean, at first, it's it's because it's, of it's kind of a bummer. It's a little sad because you know he's he's down by himself, and then uh, <laughs> and, and then we get whisked into seeing uh, that basically everybody ate themselves stupid, and I, <laughs> everybody I, don't, I really don't know. I just I. <laughs> But there is a turnaround towards the no, end. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I, I didn't. It's not like I chucked the DVD out the window or anything. I just we we you didn't pull a Finding Nemo, and then I'm sorry, you didn't pull a Finding Nemo on this one. No, but I I finished Finding Nemo. I know, but you didn't like it though. I didn't. I didn't love it. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think we might have to rank the Pixar movies again. Uh, but it's. Um, <laughs> basically it's the Incredibles and then a bunch of others so yeah it's, and then everything else yeah um, and then Cars but the the best uh, Fantastic Four movie ever 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 uh, no I I will finish Wally it's it's weird I don't I, I think because I'll I mean at least with Up they, they hit you in the feels right off the bat and then you can kind of right. work your way through the rest of the movie but um, I'll I'll finish Wally, but I, like I said, so I don't know. I can't say for certain. I mean, that that it, telling me a book is like Wally plus. I don't know if that would be enough of a mm-hmm. of a pitch for me. But uh, I'll, I'll leave it to people who did see, who did finish the I, movie. To, to yeah, I don't. Think. Where's my super suit? I don't see how it it, uh, it fits the Wally mold. Okay. Right. Watership Down, sure. Yes. Yeah, Wally. Oh, wow. That's my super suit. I think they're trying to make it a little less gory, a little less violent. I don't know. But that's part of the. That's part of the. I know that movie freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid and I'd watch it on HBO. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh crap, man. Stupid. Yes. All right. Um, What else do we have? Or are we gonna Uh, rapidly wrap? Wrap, wrap. Wrap it up. I'll take it. We can rip it in a dip it. All oh, right. In your travels then. Yeah. I got lots in, in your travels. Um, hey, everybody. Remember where, from whence the comics come. DCBService.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are the all holy. If you want to get your comics cheap, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door. They're the only place to go. DCBService.com. Remember, Batman and the Shadow. Murder Geniuses hardcover twelve forty nine from Boom. It's eugenic. James Tinian the fourth, Eric Donovan two ninety nine for the first issue, three issue miniseries, and from Scout Comics Infernoct number one, two dollars and nineteen cents. In your travels, the series recently wrapped up. I thought it was a. I don't know if it was an altogether. It was a fitting conclusion 
it wasn't necessarily the conclusion that I would have applied to the the uh, the series, but um, sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to. It was uh, written by Doug Wagner, art by Daniel Hilliard, colored by Laura Martin. It's plastic. <laughs> you you got to finish this series because the last issue was like. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it next week when Jason reads it. Yeah, it was riveting, and I don't want to. Rev- I don't want to spoil it. Um, but like I said, it just it, it it traveled down a road I didn't think it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one cool. thing, um, I usually reserve my in your travels for praise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slightly condemn something. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I got to keep it real. I love H.P. Lovecraft, and mm-hmm. when I, when I heard there were um, Dark Horse was going to publish manga adaptations of uh, certain H.P. Lovecraft stories, mm-hmm. I said, "Cool." Sorry, drop my mic. I'm on it. I said, "I'll I'll, I'll bring this home. Why not? Especially at this price." It's um, H.P. Lovecraft's The Hound and Other Stories, uh, adaptation and artwork by Gu Tanabe. Uh, if we're talking mechanical things and um, buildings, uh, architecture, uh, archaeology, um, I'll even give him, you know, clothing. Uh, Goo is a very capable illustrator. But if you are illustrating the tales of H.P. Lovecraft, and the uh, crux of the biscuit is that more often than not, the human mind crumbles in uh, when confronted with the cosmic horrors within said stories and you draw all your people like they don't have souls you miss the boat it just doesn't work all of the 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 human beings in this book look like they were rendered with by poser and it just kills any of the the gravitas in the stories it looks like mannequin theater the expressions on the faces of these quote people most more often than not, it's blank. Like in the, in the first story, um, it's um, the temple, and it's a, a Nazi submarine, um, and the captain of the submarine is he's like a Stepford wife. The, the, there's almost no expression on this dude's face at all through the entire story, and it's like, Damn. no, no, that's not Lovecraft. You, it's, it's you just. It's just not working. And there are some panels that are like, there's a double page spread that, that you get to see the ceiling, um, which has been, you know, it's like the Sistine Chapel, Lovecraft's Sistine Chapel. And, and it's incredible. And the rendering is beautiful. But the faces of the humans are just lifeless, soulless. It doesn't work. And I don't like it. So... If if you're a Lovecraft fan, um, I would avoid the Hound and other stories because it doesn't work. Hmm. So there, keeping it real. 
Keeping it 100. Got it. Real. Um, are you going to read elsewhere? Yeah. You Why are? not? Okay. All right. Um, but you could talk up. You could speak on it, as Jason says. I could, but no, I'll 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 wait until um. Okay. Because I'll 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 give it a quick skim when 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 I know you're ready. I uh, will say then because there are a couple things here that I know we're all going to jam on. Um, you know, I'll just I'll uh, go back to the well because it's worth mentioning because. Jorge Jimenez is a beast. Yes, he is. Super Sons, number seven. Uh, written by Kidrit Tomasi and uh, illustrated by Jorge Jimenez. And uh, you have um, some pretty sweet uh, coloring work by uh, Alejandro Sanchez. This is uh, Planet of the Capes, part two. <laughs> the kids are all fight and it is uh, Superboy teaming up with the Teen Titans uh, and um, a very old Robin uh, and they go up against somebody who's very much like the old Fantastic Four villain the Puppet Master who has uh, who is given he was gifted um, clay. Um, it, it was it was a uh, clay from an alternative universe that was actually given to himself by by this alternate universe doppelganger. Um, it's a space helpy. Yes, <laughs> and and he's able to. Uh, he he creates uh, he molds sculpts Adam Master, Time Commander, and Chun Yul Faceless Hunter, and uh, basically the forgotten villains. And um, the Time Commander is who put Damien on fast forward, and uh, the team basically has to, with Superboy's help, has to. Uh, save the day and, and put everybody back. But the, the exchanges between, uh, as, as always, as, as it's been throughout the series, the, uh, the quips and the banter between Damien and John are, uh, are fantastic. And, and seeing the rest of the team show, the rest of the Titans, seeing the Titans show up, uh, and siding with, um, with John, since Damien is an asshole, but, uh, it's, it's stop it. Am I wrong? No. Yes. Okay. No. You were right the first time. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, it, it looks amazing. It's its a neat story. Uh, the um, a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end, but the uh, there, there's a great page where um, Damien leaves the bathroom, but because he's old, he basically just kind of turns around and walks right back in again. Uh, so they went for the, the potty humor. To a degree, the it, it was nice seeing some other characters aside from Superboy and Robin that uh, were able to uh, participate and make sure that everybody was uh, 
seeing seeing everybody work well as a team and and robin constantly saying that superboy is not old enough because he's not a teen uh but um but Corey and gar everybody's pretty much on board with with uh, superboy joining the team and even um even raven says that uh yeah don't let uh don't let Robin's defensiveness um, mask his real feelings. He, he respects you. Uh, we all do now that we know you and, and you're welcome back to the Titans at any time. And John is kind of all goo-goo eyes at her. Um, and Robin kind of reins him in and says, uh, don't um, don't get too cocky. Her father's a satanic uh, demigod, just so you know. So it, it's... I don't know really how old Raven's supposed to be in this day and age, and and and, and these Titans, but um, there, there there's a cute little crush moment, so which was beautifully rendered by uh, Jimenez, and and a funky little um, little cliffhanger at the end, and apparently the title of the next chapter is "Cape Shall Not Kill Cape." Yeah, I get it. Mm. You get it. So, yeah. so read some Super Sons. It's only been uh, seven <clears throat> issues, so 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 you can catch up. Quickly. Super pretty. It is super pretty. Nice. What you got, I got a little Wayback Machine recommendation. Hmm. Uh, what's the what what was that? What was that about? Got a, got a couple of way back. What is? What is, what is, what is, what is Damn, Vince. Oh, what was that about? No, I just said, uh, hmm. That's it. Yeah, nah, dude, you said it in a real like dismissive way. Like, what the fuck did, is this guy going to talk about? I did not. Wow, you did too. Oh my god, and, and Dick, and did. And did. Dick, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm stunned that you would side with him. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking us all the way back to March 2006. Whoa, when a certain writer. It was trying to get his name out there by the name of Warren Ellis. Paired up with a certain illustrator who, I don't ever know what happened to him, named Stuart Eminen. <laughs> and dropped a 12-issue series on our asses that defies any comparable in the broader universe of Marvel Comics. I am, of course, talking about a book that all of us love, Next Wave. Mm-hmm. Agents of Hate. Um, this book uh, is just such a refreshing. I reread it because y'all know I haven't been feeling the Marvel so much lately, yes. and that's a strange place for me. And I, um, our, our our buddy Kari Randolph, former guest of the show, excellent uh, cartoonist, had had said something on Twitter. Uh, a little bit back about how it was his favorite Marvel series ever, and it reminded me of how much I had enjoyed it. So I went back and dug into it, and damn if I didn't enjoy it as much this time as I did when I first read it. Um, For our listeners who don't know the gist, it was a comedy series um, written by Ellis, and essentially it's just him poking fun of the seriousness of Marvel event books and comics. Um, within the Marvel Universe. It's within continuity by most accounts. Um, and it features, admittedly, well, C-list characters, I guess. Um, Elsa Bloodstone. Woot woot. Monica Rambeau. Um, 
Tabitha Smith, a.k.a. Boom Boom, uh, Aaron Stack, the Machine Man, and then uh, a new character who I'm not sure that we ever saw again. I'm curious about that, actually. The Captain, not to be confused with The Captain. Um, This is a guy that, uh, again, he's a comedic character, and uh, his name used to be Captain some really awful obscenity that they show in the the comic as Skulls, (laughs) and apparently he dropped the... uh, the full name because Captain America beat the shit out of him about having the name. <laughs> um, but they're, they're all hired as a team of agents for hate, the highest anti-terrorism effort, uh, to fight. And um, the it's a 12-issue series. I believe it was supposed to be an ongoing. And then they ended it at 12 issues, I'm pretty sure. And it was two-issue arcs. Uh, again, Warren Ellis playing with, playing with the conventions of the time of everything being six-issue arcs. Um, and it's just it's just a, a a love a love affair for the obscurity of the Marvel universe. You know, you just you, you got uh, the broccoli man and the mindless ones, and um, just a bunch of, of of little so well little characters, big characters too, like Captain America and um, a lot of the cosmic characters and stuff. But but um, it's just so well paced and 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 it's it's and imminent is brilliant. And we're all on record as loving Eminem, but this is a different Eminem. For those of you that know Eminem from his more recent work on, you know, the Captain America or the Star Wars books, what have you, uh, this is a different style. Uh, it's it's a bit cartoonier. Frankly, it doesn't look that different than if you took what Eminem looks like now and had him have a torrid love affair with Sanford Green, and this was their illegitimate bastard baby. That's kind of what the style looks like. A little more cartoony. The, the characters are uh, uh, the anatomy a little more exaggerated, a um, little bit of a looser line, more uh, expressive faces, cartoony faces, uh, but just awesome stuff. Perfectly suited for the humor, humorous nature of the book. Um, yeah, I read all 12 issues again and uh, I mean, took no time whatsoever. So, um, so yeah, I just, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's available in a million ways. I, yeah. Pretty sure you can get it on the on the on the app if you have it. Um, there's been an uh, a, a, all twelve issues were collected in an ultimate collection. Uh, there are trades of it. Uh, frankly, you can I'm sure you can get the issues um, on the cheap from from any any number of of online vendors or at, at local stores. So not a hard book to come up with um, if you want to in whatever form you're most comfortable with. But definitely something that you should read if you just want to laugh. Um, it was a it was a nice palate cleanser for a lot of uh, of the doo doo I feel like I've been reading lately. <laughs> it certainly is doo doo. I got both of them in hardcovers. I yeah. have I have the trade and I have most of the single issues. I think I'm missing one or two from the twelve. I got the singles and the ultimate collection. Wait, there's an ultimate collection. I just said that. No, no, no. I mean, like a big oversized yes. one, or just I just Holy said shit. that. Well, I was saving images to accompany your talk. So there uh, you go. Aha. 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 See, we got to give him give him something to chew on. Oh, and I I have a shout out that I should have done when we were doing the shout outs in the earlier part of the book uh, of the episode. Um. Mr. Dave Wachter. Dap had mentioned a Kickstarter successfully executed. 
I also had a Kickstarter successfully executed this week when in my mailbox awaiting me was a lovely package. Upon opening it was uh, Mr. Wachter's most recent Kickstarter, which was Portraits, an an art book of inspirational progressives. Um, It it was it was a thing that that Dave did probably to clear his mind for some of the craziness that's going on. (laughs) Uh, It's it's um, it's images of uh, of of portraits of inspirational people. Um, Josephine Baker. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Maya Angelou, um, Carl Sagan, um, and then a bunch of animals as well. And uh, and it was a really well-designed Kickstarter. I thought you got good value for your tiers. I had picked a tier where Dave also did a, um, a commission. Um, and it, and, it, and the, it was very specific rules in honor of the, of the, of the book. It was a six by nine inked washed commission where you could choose um, your own inspirational figure from history um, that he had the right to, to say yeah or nay to, or an animal of your choice. So those of you that know me, no surprise. I had Dave draw a humpback whale and mm-hmm. it is freaking awesome. I will put it up in my calf when I have a chance, but, um, but the book is well, com- well composed. The commission is fantastic. And, it also includes a bunch of postcards, um, and it was funny because my wise-ass oldest son, when I was opening the book, I was explaining it to my other son, and he overheard, and he said, well, it sounds like a whack book because you didn't mention Barack Obama, and what's a what's an inspirational figure uh, book about if Obama's not in it? And then I turned around and showed him the page of Obama, and I was like, I was like, eat a dick up. So... Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, no, it's, that's it's, nice. <laughs> Tell your kid he's dick up. <laughs> like, oh 14. my god, he's, he's fourteen. Um, you, you met him. You met him. He can handle it. Um, so no, hat tip to Dave because not only is it a great idea yeah. for a work, but Dave is a consummate pro, right? I mean, when you when he's at a con, the dude is tight and right. Natalie attired, friendly, always looking and engaging people in the conversation. Uh, tons of great product available at all different prices. The guy just handles his business, and uh, this is yet another example of, of of Dave being a fantastic pro. He's as good a pro as he is an artist, which is saying something. So, indeed, that is the truth. You're speaking truth. And here's some other truth. Uh, we really enjoyed doing this with you this week, and we will implore you to come back next week because if you don't, Mr. Price gets a little juicy in the underwear. Okay? Mm. So we don't want that. No one wants that at all. The the dry cleaner is sending this, us hate mail. It's terrible. Um, so uh, join us on the Facebooks. Come to our uh 11 o'clock comics.com site. Look at our Patreon. Jason, where? www.patreon, which is P A T R E O N.com backslash 11 o'clock comics. All one word. So it's 11 o'clock comics. Uh, no apostrophe. So uh, hit it up. And we are so unbelievably close to two extra episodes, two or more uh, episodes a month. So please, if you have it in your heart, tell a friend, tell somebody, I want to do two more of these a month. Do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the meantime, 
say goodnight, Turgid. Ah, David. Wow. Wow. And don't forget to read Ronan because you can play along next week. That's next. Ronan. Yeah, unless we do something in the meantime as a surprise. Not saying we won't. Not saying we will. But you never know. Read Ronan. The next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about Ronan. Yes. Oh, my God. You heard it here first. Unless y'all do something this weekend. I mean, that'd be cool. Let's be going Good night. Turgid. I didn't say turgid. I said detergent. David. Yeah. Did you now? No, I didn't. I said detergent. <laughs> so good. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you. We are out of here, and we love you so much. Join us. Like Bye. Vladimir. Yes. Say goodnight. Bye. Bye. Play area. Oh, gray area. <laughs> There's no gray area with that book. Seriously. <laughs> no. No, there isn't. <clears throat> on and on from the night through the day drops of you flying away wearing a face with a story to tell a ghost in my armor you sake in my pain Scream.